Hello, yeah. everybody, and welcome to a kind of special episode of Gameless, but Colin. Also, I'm Jake. This is Colin. 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 <laughs> let's, uh, let's, like, kind of table set a little bit, and in table setting, here's where I'm at. This is the first of, I would say, probably a few non-traditional game lists. I think the last episode of Game List for October is the last, like, regular game list of the year. We're recording this one really early in November, which means if we do, like, a December proper episode, it won't be until much later, and at that point, there probably won't be that much to cover because of how much we're covering here. And then, I think the next well, we time that you hear us... Go ahead. We got game awards too, so that's what I was about to say. The next time that you probably hear us will probably be in the next couple of weeks when they put out the game award nominees and we'll get together and we'll do our predictions. So we'll have that time to talk. I just don't feel like we're gonna actually hit the structure of a standard game list that you come to expect where here's what we've been playing, here's our list, here's the news, and here's what's coming soon until we probably get to like February of twenty twenty four. You know what I mean? We'll be into like season yeah, three yeah, I agree. Uh, because the next thing you know, we're going to be doing our superlative episode. We'll be giving you our final lists. I think that things will just get kind of liquid from here. The good news is it's more gameless than you're even used to. You know, it's more than your once a month, basically, for the next few months, That's true. which is exciting. Um, We've been gaming, dude. I've, I've been going fucking crazy. What you got, Sprite? I got the I Sprite Cranberry. It. It's not focusing. Focus. Oh, focus. Sprite. Nice. Winter spiced cranberry. Has it always been called winter spiced cranberry? No, not in the summer. Oh, so they just call it Sprite cranberry in the summer? Well, I think it must have a different taste. I don't think it does. It Well, it's it winter spiced. Has, but isn't this the one that LeBron James has his commercial about? It's Sprite I don't know. cranberry. Watch commercials. It's Sprite you cranberry. Do? Do you sound like LeBron James right then? Um, I don't know. I feel like like they show up on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? Right. No, I, think I'm I don't right. think you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, today is November 3rd. I just finished watching two hours of the worst BlizzCon that I've ever watched in my life. We'll get to that later on in the episode. Oh, we'll nice. also be covering the Xbox preview event, which was a nice little surprise from uh, late October, and the Dreamlight Valley event. And then outside of that, it's just what we've been playing, which is really nice and refreshing. So a couple couple big press conferences, basically, or, you know, marketing situations that we'll cover, three big pillars, and then what we've been playing. And let me tell you, if we're covering some of the games, I'll give you guys a little preview here at the top of the show. We're talking about Call of Duty. We're talking about Mario. We're talking about Spider-Man. We're talking about Lord of the Rings. We're talking about Alan Wake. We're talking about Fortnite. We're talking about Sonic. We're talking about Destiny. We're talking about Thirsty Suitors. We're talking about Headbangers, Suica Game, Silent Hill ascension the finals did i say the finals already Maybe. uh yeah who could yeah. tell that was minutes ago it's sprite cranberry <laughs> yeah it's sprite cranberry we're talking about sprite cranberry i need to fucking pop richard's been in and out of this frame already uh i hope i got our audio correct i think i did it probably sounds great that's my guess what uh does? our audio oh yeah we sound great i have no idea i have no doubt all right, I did stop the recording and start it again so I could listen to the audio. The audio is just right. We nailed it. First try. Did you hear that? <laughs> I heard a little bit of something. What was it? Want a Sprite Cranberry? Want a Sprite Cranberry? Sprite Cranberry? Honestly, your impression's not that bad, if I'm being quite honest. Want a Sprite Cranberry? Want a Sprite Cranberry? That's enough. It's, a, it's not a great bit. 
I think it's a great bit. <laughs> it's a, it's like a six out of ten bit, bro. That's that's um, that's hey, listen. Six if that's gr- if that's good. a great bit to you, then I smash a it. six out of ten, right? Fuck it, we ball. Oh, shit, hell yeah, we would. <laughs> You're a game list. We love a six out of ten. <laughs> We're talking about games, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Buggers. Like, um, uh, Sonic Superstars. That sounds like a six out of ten. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Superstars. I'm excited to. I played Sonic Superstars. All right, well, you know what? You transitioned us into Sonic Superstars. We're doing Sonic Superstars now because I just wanted to, like, revisit it real quick. I didn't want to, like, get into things. When we did the last episode of Game List, we played it, and or I played it, and I was, like, probably halfway through it, and I finished the game. And basically everything that I said stands, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, review scores for that and Mario Wonder, which we'll get into in a little bit, too. And I feel like Sonic Superstars, if it released in, like, June... It would have been such a different story for its review scores. Yeah, I think why, that what happens. Go why ahead. did they try to go up against Mario? Like, I know. I mean, delay it to December at least. There's nothing else in December. It's like, a thing that happens a lot. I think with video games is like your company's bottom line is like it, it's like what was the Battlefield game that was sent out to die against like or uh, Titanfall? Titanfall was sent. Yeah, it was Titanfall two was sent out to die yeah. against Battlefield and COD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing that happens where it's just like, I think the suits up above just say, like, this game comes out then and it's regardless of what else happens. And sometimes you get those unfortunately yeah. timed releases. Um, it, it is, I think it really is just the suits up above that ruin everything. Yeah. Even even if it didn't get like released early, like pushing it to like March or something of next year would have been a smart oh, yeah. move. Because here's Absolutely. what happened is that game came out on Tuesday and then on Friday, Mario came out. And Mario had a very notorious uh in the game industry they sent out very few codes for review and they sent those codes out very late from what i understand so i think a lot of what happened is as people got their sonic superstar codes they were also starting to get their mario codes and Mm. it's really tough to look at these games right next to each other and especially behind the scenes where you're probably working on the review for both of those games when you're giving reviews of mario wonder as like a nine or a ten you're starting to look at sonic superstars even more critically where i think the game stands on its own and although yes mario wonder is a better game and yes it does stand on its own as probably one of the best 2d platformers of all time i think sonic superstars is nothing short of an eight like that is a very very good video game that i stand by and adore and i think it does some things better than mario wonder um mostly in the variety category which i talked about last time and though mario wonder does have variety its variety comes in like these uh, splashes in waves of flair whereas sonic superstars adds these new gameplay elements so fucking frequently it's it's a very impressive game and i I challenge people to give this game the time of day if you're a mario wonder fan and you're looking for more of that sort of thing grab sonic superstars when it hits like 20 or 30 bucks and enjoy yourself it's fun it's a really, really great video game. Um, yeah, I won't be doing that, but it sounds won't. good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, um, for sure. It's just not my game. It's like one of those things. Like I, I have a very there's there's like a certain genre of games that I just don't touch, and that's just one of them. A, a Sonic game. All right. Well, we listen. We talked about sonic and we started comparing it to mario it only feels right that we would just dig into mario because hot damn it is a it's also a six it's not even fucking close to a six this game is absolutely fucking 
incredible. Like I am over the moon on how enjoyable my time is with Super Mario Wonder. I went on record after I beat the game and I took time on stream to rank all of the 2D Mario games that I've ever played. It's a lot of them. It's all of the mainline Mario games. Um, I kept it console only, so I didn't put in, like, Super Mario Land or anything like that. Um, nor did I do, like, the Mario Maker games or, like, Paper Marios or anything along those lines. Uh, all very straightforward, but Isn't I started Super ranking... Super Mario Land an amusement park? No, Super Mario Land is the Game Boy games. Game Boy 2D side-scrollers. Uh, Super Nintendo World is the amusement Super- park. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and there might be a subtitle for that because I know that there's like a Donkey Kong expansion coming to it. It might be Mario Land or something, but um, Mario Land what? 1, 2 are Game Boy Color game, Game Boy games. And then Super Mario Land 3 is actually called Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. And it starts the Wario Land series because then there's a Wario Land 2, 3, 4, Wario World. But I ranked basically Super Mario Brothers. One, two, three, Super Mario World, the new Super Mario Brothers series, which is new Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2, uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii, and new Super Mario Brothers U, uh, as well as, I think that's all of them, and then Wonder. Maybe, I'm probably forgetting something. But basically, where I ranked Super Mario Wonder was third, behind only Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World, the two best 2D side scrolling. And I put it S tier. I think that this is as perfect as Mario gets and the big Uh, apprehension going into Super Mario Wonder was this doesn't look like a gigantic step up in I don't know transition from the new Super Mario Brothers series like the games do look strikingly similar but it's introduction of the Wonder Flower and its new art style which on the surface doesn't look that good until you see it in motion is actually really really impressive there is something about this game I've heard other reviewers say this and I think I stand by it as well about how this is the 2D Mario game for 3D Mario fans one of the biggest things that they did differently versus every other Mario Brothers game is they eliminated the timer completely so there's a bigger emphasis on spending time in the levels and finding secrets which is really interesting you can also talk to like the replayability of this game which I also think is extremely impressive in that there is no longer differences in the characters that you play as for the most part so if you play as like Peach, Daisy, Mario, Luigi either of the Toads or somebody oh fake fan you can't even remember their name <laughs> oh my There's god one i'm forgetting it. it's gonna, I'm gonna make me feel mario foolish, I think. no it's mario luigi peach daisy i just thought it'd be really maybe i'm right I... because if you play as yoshi or nabbit they're kind of like kids modes they don't take damage they can't be hurt until they uh fall down a hole basically and then okay. the other characters all control the exact same way and they're modified by the use of badges and badges make your character control in different ways you can get like a grappling hook type of thing you can get a super jump you can get a flutter jump that lets you kind of hang in the air a little faster you can get a faster run equipped you can get something that gives you like a tracker that helps you find secrets that are typically invisible there's just some really cool stuff going on in this video game that i am over the moon about um there's puzzle yeah. levels, which I would say are like the only miss sometimes for me. They're a lot slower. You go in and you're kind of just looking for a needle in a haystack to try to progress. You're kind of collecting like five little MacGuffins to continue on. But nonetheless, doesn't take away from the experience. 
obviously the biggest thing is the fucking elephant transformation i think is quintessential mario shit man what why are you fucking poo-pooing audio Um, listeners the face colin made when i said elephant mario was so disrespectful what i I just think elephant mario sounds like the most boring thing ever like mario turns into an elephant okay okay i don't care it's cool wowie zowie no it's wowie zowie say it no no wowie zowie no, you know, um, Sprite cranberry. Oh, uh, Sprite cranberry. Um, See, wowie well, zowie like that. There, Do it. Wowie zowie. Um, That's a team uh, player right there. Dude, there's a wowie zowie. I want to say, um, do you ever read the diary of Wimpy Kid books? Absolutely not. They're past your time. Um, but anyways, there's books nice. made. They were called Diary of Wimpy out. Kid. Oh, that's it. Zowie Mama. That's what it was I called. I know Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's got the kid in the... He's in underpants, right? No, that's Captain uh, Underpants. No, that's Captain Underpants. No. Um, all right. Diary, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is kid. like... It's a little blonde kid, for... right? No. Maybe. Oh. I mean, he's got a little... I think I'm thinking of the kid on bumper stickers that hair. pees on stuff. Um, No, not that one. Kind of similar, though. But... um, <laughs> Diary okay. of a Wimpy Kid, anyways, was like a uh, like a children's book. Um, and it was, it was made by Jeff Kinney. He made Pop Tropica. Have you ever heard of Pop Tropica? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, Pop Tropica is like gaming junk food. Um, mm. it's like a web-based game. Um, I don't know if it's still up. I, if it if it's not, it, it's a it's a loss to society. Um, but uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, one of his friends or whatever, they made like a little comic series within the book, and it was called. Zoe Mama. And it was just these terrible mm. jokes. And they go, Zoe Mama. And wow, Zoe. Um, yeah, it reminds me of Wowie Zowie. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so, um, you know. Mario Wonder is a fucking treat, man. I, I can't recommend it enough. I can't recommend it to people with kids, people that play games with their families, people that play games with non traditional gamers, um, like a, a significant other of some sort. And mm. I just think it is so pure and it's I so did. mario to its core go ahead well this is i assume that this game is also up for use with like the little tickets or tokens or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i still have one of those that i need to oh use. yeah um but i asked Allie. i was like hey if i bought this would you play it with me and she we watched a couple trailers she's like no i don't like mario and i'm like yeah I I either it. i don't either so i think that um, the multiplayer even like isn't so it does a really interesting thing with online multiplayer where it kind of almost treats itself like fucking Elden Ring where you can like leave hints for people uh, in the form of stuff. So you don't have like there's no actual online multiplayer like you can't like the new Super Mario Brothers games. You could grab Peach and throw her, you know what I mean? Or jump off of Mario's head to get more air in this. When you're in a multiplayer game, all you see is the ghosts of the other characters and it's not a past character. They're actively moving, but they can't interact with your worlds. The other thing that you'll see is like basically like upvoted standees that I think they call them. So they'll sound like an indication of like, you should jump at this point or you should investigate this area type of thing, which is kind of cool if you're connected online. I have never enjoyed the way that like Souls multiplayer works. I only give it a pass because it's a soul in a Souls game, so it well, sounds not, like even I, I guess I don't mean like the multiplayer for Souls. The the multiplayer 
is the multiplayer for souls is actually co-op like you can call somebody in and they can assist you it's not the way that that works i mean that the online functionality for souls where you can leave messages like you shall not pass and all that kind of shit is the same sort of functionality where you could run by and because this has been like whatever upvoted or however you might say it this might appear in your game to give you a hint about the area it's just a really cool like little optional functionality that's never existed before and i think a nice way to go about it but uh fair over the moon my second favorite game of the year it is not i'm big on gameplay this year the story-based games have been great no doubt but for some reason it's been the games that really resonate as far as gameplay that are really sticking for me and it's still not going to beat zelda i don't think anything ever could i really think that zelda might end up being one of my favorite games of all time this year um but mario wonder's a treat man second favorite sorry i sneezed on a podcast absolutely yeah i heard i heard a little i heard a little booger come out and like no no boogers came out no boogers came out i swear i heard a booger land no Uh, there were none i tell you listen okay okay watch fair enough um all right i'm gonna sneeze again i'm in my head about it it might not come out i have stage fright no i talked about it too much now it's not coming No, there's oh, no, no boogers. Oh my god. There were boogers. There were boogers, bro. There were boogers. <laughs> there's no boogers. Vod watchers. <laughs> Leave a comment if you heard boogers. <laughs> Send me a clip to prove there's no boogers. Uh, I need a clip. Uh, fucking, Booger or no this booger. Fucking episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about Spider-Man. This was supposed to be what we opened the show with, but we got to talking. Yeah. You said Sonic. And you dissed Sonic, so now you had to listen to t- me talk about 2D platformers for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, well, we had talked about doing, like, a standalone spoiler cast for Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that time has passed or what? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, so. I guess there's so much of this game that I want to talk about that is purely tied to spoilers that I don't want to put on here. Um, but... It is a dream come true Spider-Man game. Um, the entire time I played this game, Allie was sitting beside me most of the time, and I was just sitting there with a goofy smile on my face the entire time. It is an almost perfect game. Uh, I would call it a perfect game, but, you know, nothing's ever perfect. Um, Why do you the, call uh, it almost this... perfect? Um. I don't know. I mean, well, let me let me go to some of my complaints. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll say I that have li- I have a list. Have let a, it be known. I love this game, too. I don't want the first things. I, I, I'm critical. I do this a lot to you and to myself about games where I immediately am like, tell me what's bad about this game that everyone loves. Just because I feel like the through line is everyone just knows it's so good. You know what I mean? Because it is. The game is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The only okay, here's the complaints that I have. Uh, this is before um, all the stuff got unveiled with Adidas. I said Adidas sponsorship question mark Miles and Ultra Boost. Don't get me wrong, Ultra Boost are my favorite shoes. Um, uh, but he has a suit with Ultra Boost, and it's an ugly suit. I don't like that suit. Um, and there's also some NPCs that are wearing NMDs around. So if you look hmm. closely, some NPCs are wearing Adidas shoes around. It, it, it weird. That sticks out like a, a fucking sore thumb. I don't know why they decided to put... Um, yeah, it's very odd. Um, the, uh, that's but then, the first thing I saw when I went to Times Square. I was like, all these... We were reading all the fake stores on stream. Oh, and then there's Adidas. And yeah. then there's all my like, fucking Adidas. 
Adidas, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, I I love Adidas, so I'm more of an Adidas person myself. Yeah, but, uh, um, and then my only other complaint is you can't change the time of day. Um, and then there's one thing that has to do with a combat skill that changes after you finish the game that I wish we could toggle back and forth. I don't know if that's that's probably too general for you to know what I'm talking about. Um, I think but I'm I probably trying to keep do. it spoiler free. Yeah, um, I, think I, I think I have an idea. I just don't think are... that at any point I yearned for anything that I had lost back. I think every change that I got, I was like, yeah, I'm happy to be here where I'm resting. Yes, um, but there are some cosmetic changes that I wish I could have gone back to. How about that? Uh, okay, yeah, I, I, I think I might follow even better now. And, um, and it's a very small thing. It doesn't impact gameplay at all. It doesn't hurt anything. It's just like a personal preference. Um but I, I, that's literally like the only com, uh, only bad comments I have of the game. Um, aside from that, I loved every second of this game, and I would not trade it for the world. It was my game of the year ever so briefly, um, and it, it hurt me. It, it physically pained me to knock this down to number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I... I've said it before, the way I gauge my game of the year is really how often I think about a game when I finish it. Um, And granted, there is some recency bias um, based off of, you know, this game coming out recently and then another game coming out recently and stuff like that. Um, But it this this could easily be my game of the year in December. Um, I don't know. It could swap back and forth. But yeah, what what, Um, what do you think about this game? I love this game a lot. I put it at number five on my game of the year list. I put it above Sonic Superstars, which I didn't mention. I slotted it at number six. Uh, Street Fighter Six got a big push backwards. That game was at number like three or four last time. Uh, so I ended up slotting Sonic Superstars, Spider-Man 2, and Mario Wonder all above Street Fighter Six, and it dropped to that bottom half of my top ten. Um, I liked it more than... It's my favorite of like the triple a kind of like story action open worldy game and there's a lot of those kind of games on my list this year so like spider-man 2 is higher up than i would guess i would put it like it's it's closest in like the, the stuff that i think that it matches the most is like assassin's creed mirage and hogwarts legacy and i like it more yeah, than both fair. of those games you know i think this yeah. game does a lot of a lot right i also think it plays it very safe as well it's a little bit of like a video game by numbers like what do you mean by that? Um, I just don't think it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, which it doesn't have to do. I get it. Like, it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. But I think that the overall, this is a very safe sequel that I thought would expand. Uh, I think we should I have. Think... Hey, I got a question. I want to keep talking about this game in a spoiler free context. Do you want to do a spoiler section for this game at the end of the show? sure yeah we can keep it we can keep it quick but sure yeah 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 we'll do like we'll do a little like 10 minute thing i think that um it is the game struggles based on its source material because you can only go so far away from the source material without pissing people off but then you can only hang so close to the source material without pissing people off um Mm -hmm. so i think in terms of how they balanced it they did a good job of um, doing little double takes or making you doubt what you think will happen. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're slightly educated on the comics, you know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but them uh, 
making you care about characters and making you care about the story from mission to mission, I think they did a wonderful job with. And inheriting the material that they have, I think, I don't know how it could have been done any better in that sense. Yeah. I didn't have much of an idea of what we were working with as far as like story goes. So it was all going to be like pretty fresh to me, especially with the way that things panned out where like, I think my best frame of reference is really like the seven or eight movies that they've put out. And I didn't have a good idea of where it was going, especially with which characters were involved and when and things like that. Um, Overall, I think the story, the story beats hit fine for me. I think the gameplay was really slick. I mean, we can talk about what everyone's talked about as far as like, Swinging around the city is second to none. Oh, there is no better so feeling good. in the fucking world. Uh, I was miffed every time that they took that away from me. So some of those story beats of like, especially in the first like third of the game where you're kind of like stuck on those slow walks, you're riding bikes around town, you're playing as fucking MJ again, which I have a huge gripe with. Um, and you're having those like Peter Parker missions where you're just kind of like slow walking and talking, which weren't that fun to me. Uh, you want to defend MJ? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that there's a need to break up the game. There needs to be different paces with throughout Mm. the game. I I think if you you sure you could go you could go you know 100 the entire game, but I don't think that makes it any better. I like having the times where I could sit back and think more about things and see the game and see the story from a different perspective. I think if we had have lost MJ's perspective or if we had have lost the perspective of young Peter Parker, um, I think different relationships would have felt less impactful. And I feel like uh, we would have let, we would have just known less about like the adjacent main characters. Um, yeah. I think I just... I, I'm just a fan of, I'm a fan of slow world building like my favorite part of the Harry Potter movies are when they're just going to class, you know, um, like that was my favorite part of like Hogwarts was just going to class to slow down and kind of build the world and build the characters around you. And I think the MJ missions and young Peter missions did good with that. And honestly, I was kind of hoping there would be a little bit more just because I feel like I got a lot out of those missions. I understand why people don't like them because they're slower. Um, but I think they, they have a place in that game. I think they. I think there's a different way to do it. Game. Like I was, I was about to make the point of like if you look at Assassin's Creed and if you look at Hogwarts, they don't really have those. And I think you make a good point with like the going to class things, but those class segments are far, far smaller um, in time and scale. Essentially, you don't do anything in those classes. You watch a one minute cutscene on either end of performing a new spell, and you're fucking out of there in three minutes flat. Sure. Um, whereas these are like, you know. It's about 15 minute minutes. fucking segments. No. What? All right, you're probably No, right. no, no. They are not 40 minutes long. They're about okay, 15 I feel like, minutes. I feel like one is like 35 minutes long. Um, I the don't second you get on one? that fucking bike. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, no, but uh, I feel like that one, I feel like that one deserves the time. Yeah. And then the thing with the MJ thing is like, and, and I was, I was right too. I talked about this on stream. I talked about this with you before. It was kind of confirmed to me, and then I watched like a, a post, a spoiler cast where the dir- game director said the same thing, where I was like, the MJ missions this time around felt like a prideful move, where like the feedback was so received of like, we don't like the MJ missions, and he was like, oh yeah? Well, I'm going to show you how to do good MJ missions then, and that <laughs> is indeed what they did, like, it, the message was received, and like, he, again, he's like, 
the game director was saying, like, I could have just taken them out, but we wanted to show that we can have good MJ missions, and I think you still didn't fucking hit the mark. I found those to be weird and out of place, and she was oddly overpowered as well. Like, if you, like, it was, it was a strange yeah, I thing. Fine. I, I think that's fine. Know. The characters that, it takes me... Uh, 25 hits as fucking spider-man to kill this person it takes mj fucking one yeah <laughs> i i i mean i don't really care because it's a comic book yeah i know i mean we're swinging around the city I, right, I don't yeah, really yeah. i get it i get it um, um again i'm nitpicking yeah. i like this game but i don't think that what separates it from assassin's creed mirage and hogwarts legacy is the breakup of the story i think it's the moment-to-moment gameplay i think everything is so fucking fluid and the way that it feels to do such a cool selection of badass things is so impressive. I think that Miles and Peter feel distinctly different, and each one of them is impressive how, to use. Yeah. Mm, well, I I was gonna ask you a question, but before we move on to how each of each one of them uh, play, um, I do want to touch one more thing on the the MJ stuff. Yeah. Um, sure. I I. One of my notes was I feel like they really listen to feedback. Um, and I, I think, you know, you have probably the opposite opinion because of what they did with the MJ missions. But um, my thing is the game director is the game director and we're just the audience. So, mm-hmm. like, I think he has to make the tough calls to add or pull out stuff. And I think he made doesn't have to necessarily be the right call, but he made his call on whether to keep them or not. And he made them better. They're much better in the first game. But yeah. it's the, uh, what's saying is it, um, many hands spoil the broth, I guess. Um, and I think by him taking charge and like picking what he actually wanted for those missions, I think that's good. Uh, he took feedback, but he wasn't going to let uh, other people decide what kind of game he was going to make, you know? And I think uh, lots of games fall into that of, if people just make something, then it would be good. Um, you don't always have to have listen to everyone and their feedback, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but in terms of a, my... Hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, oh, it's a perfect open world. Okay, okay, okay. I was about, Well, I was going to say, in terms of Miles and Peter, which one did you play more as? Peter. Hmm. I... I went really? back and I, I I actually probably went fifty fifty all said and done. Um, I did too, probably. There were times where I preferred playing as Miles and times where I preferred playing as Peter, and those decisions are a little spoilery. And sure. I it all came down to like whose kit I had upgraded in what ways at that time for what I was doing. Because the way that I played this game was I played it on and off stream. I did everything story related on stream 100%. There's a 12 part series. It's 25 hours of gameplay all on Twitch and on YouTube. Amazingstreamer.com. You can find it yourself. But uh, I also played off stream where I would do side missions. And for those missions, it was very much whoever was doing whoever could dispose of many enemies fastest because a lot of the missions boil down to go to a place, dispose of 20 enemies and the mission. You know what I mean? So it was just a question of like, who's got the better like AOE attacks right now. 
and yeah. for some periods of time that was Peter and sometimes it was Miles and that all had to do with how I was doing the skill tree and how I had them set up which is another thing that I think is really well done having Miles and Peter have their own skill trees but then also having a shared skill tree for them is a really nice touch um, yeah. and then obviously so here's here's another thing with those two is with those skill trees and the separation there I think this game fucking nails the like balance of progression and things that you're accomplishing like as you're doing side stories and unlocking other shit it is so fucking crazy the amount of things that you can bump into and see in this game that complement one another where you're just driving by you're you're swinging by and you have like a what is a, like a random crime and that crime just gives you the currency that you need to get that next upgrade and then because you yep. got that next upgrade you have currency from this other thing that you did earlier and you can just doof 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 smash yep. three yep. upgrades that are all just like complementary of one another it is truly fucking impressive did um, you get the platinum i gave up on the platinum and i actually stopped having a kind of a good time with the platinum why I, I don't know i got to a point where like uh, spoilers for a very inconsequential side mission um, I was doing a lot of side stuff in the like meantime to kind of like beef up my characters before I was going into like the final battle. I had probably like three or four good sessions over the six days of streaming the game where I played off stream and I did a bunch of side stuff. I was clearing out stuff. I did all of the Sandman missions. I did all of like a couple different things that I could find around the city, uncovered a bunch of shit. Um, and then I started getting into some of the longer missions. Like I did one with like, Miles trying to do no it was like trying to fucking rescue a trumpet or some shit oh, yeah, and yeah, doing yeah. like a whole yeah. like the whole side thing and the next time next thing you know I'm walking around this fucking exhibit of music stuff and I'm like I don't know let's just like walk around this stuff oh, and that, talk that, to the lady so I can get the fuck out of here Okay. I started lo- I started losing it as far as interest went basically and those missions were so in- uninteresting and slow I found myself being like, ah, I'm not even having a good time right now. I got to a Peter mission where I had to do this fucking thing for like a metal dog and then bring the metal dog to this old lady who needed it as like a watchdog. And See, I, love I, was just, those. I was just doing the fucking thing where I'm in her backyard holding L2 and trying to look at the right thing so that the reticle will investigate it. And I'm just like, I've done this a million times in a million different games. And I'm just fucking sick of it right now. And the L2 is annoying. And every time I find the right thing, it's like eh, blocked. And I just got frustrated. I was like, ah, you know what? I'm really at my, uh, my heart of hearts. I'm not a completionist. You know this. And I thought yeah. the fact that I made an effort at it is the closest that I've come to making an effort at a platinum since Tinykin two years ago. You know, <laughs> like it, it's the closest I've been to possibly completing something for a platinum trophy in a long time. But I did give up after a little while. I think I'm mm. done. So yeah, I think you should go back and do it. It's really it pays off. Um and it's not hard at all. It was twenty five hours for the platinum for me. Yeah, and I was kind of killing time. Hours and I'm not, yeah. Um I just suck. It, it's and I played on friendly neighborhood. Oh, that's tough. It's different time different life. That's yeah, okay. Hey man. No no shame. Maybe a little bit of shame. Uh, but. Tell me some of the stuff that's on the tip of your tongue, things that you wanna speak the world um, to. I think that's pretty much it for now um, until we get to some more spoiler stuff. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I like it. Very sure. good, very good video game. Very strong video game. I adore it. Very Again, good. we spend most of our time being harsh on the stuff that we love on this show. It's what we do. Let's get mad at Call of Duty. 
I feel like I'm going to be brief on this because we'll probably talk about it more. I'll get further into it and you will, I'm assuming, start and probably play through this at some point this month as well. Are you going to get into it? Uh, More than likely, yeah. More yeah. than likely. Um, We're recording this on November 3rd. On November 2nd, the campaign early access for Modern Warfare 3 went live. So we can't play the multiplayer. We can't play the zombies. We don't have the full suite of what the game offers, but they did put the campaign out early to play. And let me tell you, it feels like a campaign that is... Uh, only had nine months to cook. Pisses me off so much. Really? What reason? Yes, because because Call of Duty campaigns are actually most of the time good. Like they're they're most of the time good, and yeah. as in good, I mean at least a seven out of ten. Um, and this just this feels like a seven out of ten to me. I don't know. No, this will be less than a seven out of ten. Um, they they uh, you so this was originally a DLC. All right, we yeah. all know that. Uh, it's even more evident by the fact that on PlayStation, this game doesn't even have a platinum trophy. Um, mm. It doesn't have a platinum trophy, and in some cases, there was reports of its trophy list just showing up as DLC trophies for Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, so I mean, it's no secret that it was planned as DLC, and there was not yeah, it was planned as DLC, but Call they Duty. they didn't fix some of the things, especially that, in that, that DLC. It's basically all Modern Warfare Two stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is Modern really like Warfare it, Two. Here's a big Warfare. DLC pack for the new Modern Warfare Two, inspired by the classic Modern Warfare Two. Instead, they're labeling it Modern Warfare Three, and it's got a bunch of Modern Warfare Two fixings. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest folly that they have so far is that with it being such a lackluster campaign, it's interesting that this year of all years they decided to make a pre-order bonus be early access to the campaign. Well, it's which basically it was means the, that for cheapest and easiest thing for them to throw away i guess but it makes you i mean they should have given us eight days early access to the fucking zombies unless that's a nightmare too which it probably oh will it's be. gonna be or the multiplayer nightmare. because now you've got nothing but eyes on the shitty campaign for eight days and that's the whole through line like if you go if you look at twitter call of duty right now it's everyone talking about how shitty and short the campaign is it's oh, weird yeah, that they would yeah. allow that to be so highlighted right now ahead of the game's launch to really tarnish its uh reputation does it but, matter hey, though it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's it's going to sell game of the year. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so I, it. I haven't played a Call of Duty campaign in forever. I'm just into streaming I, playthroughs right now, so I'm going for I, it. That you know what? You came in my chat and you said, "Hey, I'm playing Call of Duty campaign for the first yeah. time since Infinite Warfare or Advanced Warfare. Are you happy?" And I'm like, "Hell no! Why are you playing the third campaign of a trilogy at first? Bro, it doesn't. The fucking story doesn't matter." There's but a, I'm not over does. here like I don't think I'm getting the full picture because I don't know who Captain Price is. Uh, Nobody's yeah, saying do you know, that. Do you know who Farah is? I know who Farah is. She's the badass with the knife. Uh, but you don't know her from the other two games. Oh yeah, tell uh, me about Farah. Tell me the Farah stuff that I missed from the other two games that are really gonna make me think about her differently. Farah, Farah Farah's had a tough uh, life. She's had to do her, some things that you would hope that no yeah, one well, would ever her, have to go through. Her and family got you. murdered in front of her. Oh my god! Yeah. If you would have and, asked me, do you think Farah's she, family got killed in front of her? Yes or no? To, I would have said yes a thousand times. She had to kill a man when she was five years old. Oh my god! Unreal. So she's really just really um, PTSD um, messed up, dog. Little twisted fucking poor, killer. Poor Farah, man. Or Call of Duty soon. We'll get to it. <laughs> 
Um, uh, yeah. Another one that I'm still just scratching the surface on. I'm about two hours into Thirsty Suitors, and I'm really digging it. I had a really nice time streaming this on day one. I streamed it right when it went live at 1 p.m. on Game Pass. This is a Game Pass game. And my Thank fucking God, viewer count... Listen, I usually stream to, like, it, on a, a good day is 12 viewers for me. You know what I mean? Which is nice. Sure. It's great that I have 12 yeah. people that are actively chatting. I had somebody come in, I got a follow, and then I have this first-time chatter, and then all of a sudden my fucking view count spikes to, like, 20 people. And I was like, oh, how'd nice. you find the stream? And I always make the same fucking... I always make the same joke on stream, where I go, I go, oh, are you clicking through the bald category? Because I tag myself as bald on Twitch. And it's never... That's never the answer. They come from the category of the game that I'm in. That's how you find people on Twitch. And he was like, no, I found you in Slack. I was like, oh, in Slack? I go, like, for work? What do you do? do you... Obviously, he works in the fucking game. Um... As the game went live, they posted my fucking stream in the Slack, and a bunch of the devs for the game were here uh, watching me play it as the game launched, oh, wow. like within 10 minutes of the game launching, which was super That's sweet. Cool. And they stuck around for a really long time and were like helpful and answered some questions, and chat was asking them questions. It was a really fun experience. So uh, I had a really good time with that. Shout out to them for coming yeah. through and uh, yeah, that's cool. being kind. But I was going to hate on the game, but. They seem Some cool. People so did. I'll, Somebody I'll in my it. fucking chat was like, "This game seems woke." I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> tough, dude. Oh, you're gonna have to. You, you should abandon right cool. there and be like, "Hey, man." We. I know they're honestly. I don't, I don't think they they didn't mean. I don't think they meant it to come off the way that it came oh, off. There, oh, was it a joke? It was. It was a satire. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a little misguided. Oh. Um. That, uh, well, let me talk about know. this game a little bit because I, I spoke very highly <laughs> about its demo and it has a great fucking demo, no doubt. And the full version of the game is good, but I'm finding a couple inconsistencies. So one of the things that I've run into really like, this is like a good example of like where I think like, I don't know if this is like a QA type thing that had to be caught or something like that, but like it's got this like, if you don't know what the premise of this game is, let me do you a service and explain. This is a game that is one part skateboarding game, one part visual novel, I guess. Like, uh, one part, uh, two parts, I would say, turn-based RPG. And the turn-based RPG mechanics are deeper than you might think. It's got a really cool system where you can, like, taunt using essentially an element, and then that will enhance the skills of an element. But it's all wrapped around the story of a girl who just got out of a relationship, moves back to her hometown, and you are fighting off suitors thirsty suitors um some of them yeah. are exes from your past and other others are like random people so the random battles that you have are match made people from your grandmother your grandmother is sending you these random people that she's found for you to date and that's your like your random battles and they are always given to you by these like gift boxes so if you go to this gift box you have a chance it's a rng roll to see if you're going to have a random battle or if you're going to get a gift and i don't know what the fucking percentage is but i've gone to 10 of these things and i've only gotten a random gift once and it was like 50 dollars <laughs> i make 50 dollars every fight that i'm in so i think there's like some issues with like the rng there i guess there should have been like a mercy timer or something just had some issues with the pacing of the game in that some of the battles feel very long-winded and there's quite a few of them if you're trying to do everything um yeah. and i don't know if that's like artificially trying to pad the length of your game or whatnot because it seems like there's plenty going on outside of it as well really slick writing super fucking fun a style that's absolutely to die for i want to talk about this game more I think, I think it's cool, man. I think it's gonna end up on my game of the year list, though. Like, I'm, I'm really feeling it so far. All right, mm -hmm. devs, if you're watching this, please leave. 
Are you only saying this because they showed up in your chat? No, fuck no. <laughs> We're about to talk about a game that I was sponsored for. I'm going to shit all over um, it. I, uh, this game doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look like a me game. Well, honestly, no, it kind of does look like a me game in some ways. It doesn't ways. look like a not you game. Um, but I, I don't know. I saw some like skateboarding thing in it. And honestly, yeah, any game that has a skateboard in it instantly turns me off. I, really? I, yes, I'm That's not a weird. skateboarding person. Um, huh. yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. I wasn't raised around skateboards and I think stuff. It's I, not, it's not a very like difficult thing. Um, the skateboarding is very much like kind of like a tacked on functionality. It's not a very deep system or anything like that. Or, or I did hear do. Greg Miller kind of say like the skateboarding thing was the worst part too. So yeah, it's just kind of like a spices things up a little bit it's not it's not bad it's just not very deep i guess is fair enough with the skateboarding that's kind of clunky controls wise but almost like intentionally so but i don't know okay. i dig it i had a, i had a fun time playing this game and i'm going to continue it's a full playthrough i have vods up on my channel um having a good time with it so far that's for sure nice loving nice. thirsty suitors um let's move on to are you ready are you Alan Wake? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Tell me what you know about Alan Wake. I know a lot about Alan Wake. I know a lot about the Remedy Verse and the Connected Universes. I played Alan Wake 1 the day that it came out on the Xbox 360. I checked out American Nightmare when it came out on Xbox Live Arcade. I played the first hour or two of Control. I played Quantum Break. I played Max Payne 1 and 2 and 3 to completion. You haven't played Max Payne ever, huh? No, no. Good no, moment. I'm going to wait till the I think the you would remakes. like those. Um, yeah, assuming that those remakes are really faithful, I'd say yes. But I think if you, like, ever wanted to do, like, a really quick, like, series on YouTube, like, five streams of Max Payne 1, you would have a really good time. Those games hold the fuck up. And Sam Lake, baby. And Sam Lake. Um, which, okay, so Alan Wake. I'm trying to figure out, like, this is a hard hard game to talk about without spoiling it for sure um so i'm not gonna say any spoilers um i have a full playthrough on my channel so if you want to watch it go to my youtube channel um it was stream.com slash at colleen underscore k-u-l-i-n-e i got you bro that's correct thank you um but the whole the whole game was streamed and i gotta say this game has the best intro to any game i've ever played like the first 10 minutes and hitting that title screen it had it, it digs the hooks in so deep like especially just the sound that they have on the title yeah. screen just the sound cues whenever the the title appears it's like okay i know i know this game is going to be epic right and i played 27 hours of this game um played it fairly slow i got the platinum on it um alan wake currently is my game of the year and by far my favorite horror game of all time um Easy. it is it is a weirdo game and you know i like my weirdo games and this game <laughs> it's got you sitting there it's got you thinking um there are so many different ways that it could go because um pretty much the concept of alan wake is you're a writer and your your writing changes reality, um, but there are certain rules and constraints and issues that cause it to be horror. 
um and there there's a lot of characters that interact and it, it's a very deep concept um but you play Saga Anderson, who's a new character to the story. Um, so they say, hey, if you don't want to play Alan Wake 1, you don't have to. You can hop in here. I disagree with that. Um, play Alan Wake 1. I have a full playthrough on my channel. If you don't want to, you can watch it. Um, play Alan Wake 1. Play Control. Play Control's DLC. Play Alan Wake in American Nightmare. Uh, and then play Alan Wake 2. Is that it uh, for the... So I think that the remedy... Connected the R R C what are you what are they calling it? What's the RCU. RCU Remedy Connected Universe. Yeah. It includes those yes. it's Alan Wake One, American Nightmare Two. Yep. Yep. And yep. then the control. control and all of its DLCs and all of Alan Wake's uh -huh. DLCs, obviously. And then uh -huh. not Quantum Break? Um, not necessarily, no. Quantum Break is a Microsoft IP. Got um, it. But, but I've heard it's not going to hurt to play that. And I think uh, from also what I've heard, it wouldn't hurt to play Max Payne 1 and 2 as well. It also would not hurt to play those. Um, Which is those super are like, interesting. Those are like tertiary knowledge. Like, I wouldn't even call that like adjacent. Um, but there are, there are Easter eggs that they... Tertiary knowledge. What a fucking king. Um, they, there are Easter eggs um, in Quantum Break about Alan Wake 2. There are Easter eggs in Quantum Break that didn't pay off until Alan Wake 2. Um, and there are Easter eggs in Alan Wake 2 about Quantum Break and about uh, Control. There are mentions of the red-headed girl. Uh, the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, plays a big part in Alan Wake 2. Um, and if you know, if you played Control and you paid attention, um, Bright Falls is mentioned repeatedly in Control about being an altered world event area or whatnot. Um, it's a very deeply interwoven universe, but they do it in a very, um, they do it in a very tailored manner, I guess. It's not just them dumping stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's, I was going to say absorbable. Is it's absorbable and everything in this game is a very intentional. Um, yeah. I've said it multiple times while streaming it. I played Alan Wake one right before I played Alan Wake two. And I am so thankful that they had to wait 13 years to make this game because this game would not be what it is now if it hadn't had 13 years of technology behind it and 13 years of writing and rewriting the script. This is the most mental game I've ever played and it constantly has you second guessing. And all of the, many of the, uh, the puzzle mechanics involve uh, switching things very quickly, very very much like the uh, Titanfall 2 mission, kind of, where you press a button and you go to the other universe or whatever. Hmm. Um, you do that to solve certain puzzles here in similar ways. Um, I think it's used much better than Titanfall 2. Um, and it's it has to do with switching lights on and off. So you'll switch a light on and then your environment will change like instantly. Like there's no yeah. loading, nothing. It's just no animation, just instantly. Um, and those puzzles are wonderful and you have two protagonists so you have Alan Wake who's stuck in the dark place which is most similarly um, related to like the upside down in Stranger Things uh, <laughs> but it's a much more conceptual area than the upside down and he's trapped there with the dark he's trapped in the dark place with the dark presence and the dark presence feeds off of creativity so Alan Wake is a writer who is creative and the dark presence is uh, manipulating him into 
riding an exit for it. So the Dark Presence wants to enter the real world and take over. Um, so Good hook. Yeah, it, it's great. And then Saga is on the other side investigating cult murders and how that involves Alan Wake. Um, this place has, this game has like four maps that none of them are very big, but it reuses the map in a extremely engaging manner. Um, it has like RE4 type mechanics and combat and stuff. Um, very unforgiving at times, but it, it it's just truly the most intriguing game I've played in a very long time. And it goes fucking um, places, man. Um, oh, it goes thing, places, yeah. If you want, I don't. I I always try. You and I both are like we each play things that the other one doesn't play a lot. So we end up having these yeah. sections where like one of us has to talk for a long time. And I actually sure. can add just a little bit to this conversation, despite not having play it, played it is that like you were saying about, Oh, you won't hear this part. Cause we recorded a spoiler part of <laughs> Spider-Man. That's going to be at the end of the episode, but now we're doing the Alan Wake stuff, uh, movie magic, baby. But nonetheless, um, we were talking about how like Colin doesn't like watching me play things that he plays. And I think that's like a, an easy thing to say, like you kind of want to play your game your own way. And this is a game that I will never play. You know, it's too scary for me. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's also a game that I would really not even like to watch if I'm being honest, but in the spirit of supporting the homie, I did hop in and check out. I just wanted to like, you know, find out a little bit. Let's check out this first stream of Alan Wake 2. I watched the first four fucking streams of you playing this. And when I fell off because I wasn't around for the fifth stream, I went back and continued watching it because I was hooked on this story. This this game is doing stuff, man. And let me tell yeah. you, I'm glad I got through that fucking fifth part too. This game I was I was pestering you special. about getting to that part. Yeah. Um, with good reason. Yes. Yes. Um, game goes so crazy. you never you never made it to the ashtray maze in control, um, but those parts are very similar um, in their uh, themes and delivery. Um, <laughs> so it, it it's just this game goes places and does things, and just like Alan Wake, like Alan Wake, not remastered, technically remastered, but just like how Alan Wake is campy, the original, this is also campy, but it does it oh, in yeah. such a perfect manner. It doesn't like it doesn't make it feel cheap or anything. This feels like and, this is like one of the highest production value games I've ever played. You haven't seen Twin Peaks? No, no, that's on my list now. And you haven't seen True Detective? No, that's also on my list. Yeah. True Detective season one is probably my favorite standalone season of a TV show ever. Maybe like Game mm -hmm. of Thrones season four. I don't know. Season four. Yeah. Good shit. Um, yeah. True Detective season one is like a fucking 10 hour movie, man. And it is so fucking good. You can yeah. check it out sometime. The detective board in this game with Saga is really fun. Putting all the, the clues together on the board. Yeah. Um, Outer it's really style. low. Yeah, kind of. It's really low effort, but it's, it's good. It, it works. It does the job. It's nice having that visual aid. I think that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can't recommend Alan Wake 2 enough. Um, in fact, I have gone back and reinstalled Control, and I'm probably going to play that soon. Yeah. Um, what, where do you stand on, like, asking somebody, like, that you're calling this their game, your game of the year? And I think the vast majority of people, if you're being honest, haven't played Alan Wake 1 or, and wouldn't be able to... It, it, you're, it's a tough sell to be like, you should go play these other two and a half games of varying yeah. degrees of 
replayability yeah. and keeping up with the times. Can you yeah. jump in fresh and have a good time? I would say it, there's like three paths. If you want to go all the way, go all the way. Play Alan Wake 1, Alan Wake American Nightmare, Control, and then all its DLC, and then hop in Alan Wake 2. What I did is I played Alan Wake 1. It was it was a PS Plus game not long ago, so a lot of people will have it. Play Alan Wake 1. Watch a video about control stuff. Watch a video about Alan Wake 1 DLC stuff if you want. That's what I did. Yeah. And then jump into Alan Wake 2. And that worked I bet perfectly. there's a great there was, like 13 minute video from Joe Schmo that's called like watch this before you play Alan Wake 2 that tells you everything yeah. you need to fucking Well, there's know. a there's a good uh GameSpot one I think. Um but then that's what that's I guess the third route is just watch a couple of videos and then you'll catch yourself up. Um, and then you're good to hop in Alan Wake 2. Although Alan Wake 1 is worth playing, I would say. It's about 10 hours. It's not very long, and you can run through it really easily. I put it on the lowest difficulty and just ran through it uh, <laughs> and had a great time with it. But Alan Wake 2 goes places and does things that um, I will think about for a very long time. Alan Wake, baby. Game of the yeah. year. Probably the stick. I mean, what's, yeah, what else is on your docket? Fucking Call of Duty. Um, only other games that I'm probably gonna play that come out this year what's are gonna be Call of Call of Duty and Avatar, but those aren't gonna pass it. Um, Spider Man could easily go back to number one. It just depends on sure. the day, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, I've thought uh, in in your method of like how much have I thought about this game? I can't imagine. I haven't even played Alan Wake two. And I played all the way through Spider-Man, and I think about Alan Wake too more than I think about Spider-Man. <laughs> like, That's fair. That's I fair. don't know. Um, you know what I think about all the fucking time? Good game. I saw you playing this. It's just like Tetris. It's not like Tetris. It's kind of like Tetris. It's like a. It's a puzzle game, and you take these fruit, and you combine the fruit to give you more space. So you just match like fruit. And, you know, cherries, two cherries turn into a strawberry and two strawberries turn into a lemon and two lemons turn into a peach and two peaches turn into a watermelon, so on and so forth. And you just go for a high score and it doesn't seem that fun, but the way that the fruit stacks up, God, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and just do like a three minute bit about why you should play Suica game. It's free on the computer. You can just go to Suica.io or some shit like that. Just Google Suica game and you can find it and play it. Or go to the eShop and spend the $3. You won't be disappointed if you like little puzzlers. I think that it's one part Tetris, one part Snood. You know what Snood is? Nope. Snood is 1999's hottest PC game. You have to install it from snood.com. It's just really, really good. Suica game. Really fun. And then... I'm playing it right now. (laughs) We should do Suica game. We should do Suica Game live sometime. We should do Suica Game in this episode. Are you ready to watch me play Suica Game? No. All right, yes. cool. Headbangers. Let's talk about... You're on it. You're on it. You saw the slide <laughs> change and you just took it. Took the bull by the horns. Headbangers. Do you know anything about this game? Yeah, it's like a party rhythm game, kind of. It's a rhythm royale. Rhythm yes. Royale. Oh yeah, it's in the name. Duh. Okay. It is indeed. Uh, I dude, I'm kind of into this game. So first thing to note is that this is a Game Pass game, which is always very dope. And it is 
really really simple in the way that it works like i guess i guess the closest thing that you could kind of equate it to is fall guys in like its visual aesthetic but all of the things are like all the little mini games that you do on a round per round basis which are all very straightforward like you start off it's 20 people and then 10 people get eliminated then five people get eliminated and then at the end it's just whoever's the last person standing or i guess it starts with 30 30 then 15 then 10 then five or something along those lines so you're doing little rhythm music games where you're trying to keep the beat you're trying to tap at the right time you're trying to do simon says uh and everything has to be uh via button commands that pop up on your screen um it's a game that's much better played and not explained if that makes sense especially given that it's such like a musical video game to play but it has a pretty unique style that's a lot less grating than i thought it would be and it's kind of like fall guys do you find fall guys aesthetic like funny no me either this one i think kind of does it i think it works i think it's kind of funny like it's not grading the same way that fall guys is like it knows that it's fucking stupid and fall guys doesn't know that it's stupid you know what i mean if that makes sense you you don't think fall guys knows that it's stupid no i don't think they do okay i think i think they think they're cool maybe not i don't know um but i like this game a lot it it is really really fun if you like rhythm games it's uh surprisingly good it also strikes me as a game that should have been fucked at launch you know like when you log into this game on day one 30 player multiplayer for this like kind of indie published uh, rhythm video game online like i was like there's gonna be latency issues i'm gonna have people dropping out of the games won't be able to connect server issues yeah it's flawless dude it's flawless that's what i was wondering it's like a a rhythm an online rhythm game is gonna be tough in terms of like sinking and stuff no it was it was truly no problem at all i was really impressed with how well that game holds it down uh headbangers if it interests you i i wouldn't poo poo at it just it's it's better than expected which is uh more than i ever could have asked for now sure you need to talk about this absolute piece of shit silent hill ascension tell me what you know about this dude Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to take a step and say, what did I predict about this game? What? What did? Yeah, I, what did uh, I, you know what? Yeah, what did you I are say? right. You are right. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. I I thought this was going to be really cool, and this is actually a fucking living nightmare. Um, yep. I think I should be able to bring up a pretty good video if you're watching the video version. That will kind of show you what this game ends up being. If you if you don't know or if you're listening, this is the GenVid developed interactive show game for Silent Hill. Episodic. It airs nightly at 9 p.m. It's a free to experience program. And this thing is just a nightmare. You play it from Ascension.com or you download the app. And essentially it's like a low-budget in-game series of cutscenes, basically, that you participate in, you watch happen, and then you vote on outcomes. And then there's some sections that are like adventure sections where you do QTEs along with the rest of the world. So in concept, I think it's cool. And here's the thing. This game scares the fuck out of me because I think it's going to be something that we see in the future. I think that this will be looked back on as a failure, but it will also be looked back on on as the thing that started 
something that will probably happen a lot going forward and it's not the first time that this kind of thing has ever happened i mean as far back as like american idol and all these like tv shows where you call in and vote for things call 1-800 idol and you can place five votes for 299 for who you want to win that type of really old school mentality is here but it's all done with battle pass and free-to-play fixings so you have an in-game currency and as you're watching things happen on screen, you are using that currency to vote on what the characters should do, and that affects the story permanently. Uh, there's also like an in-game chat, and there's emotes. There's a $20 fucking battle pass that gives you the ability to a customize a character. Battle $20 pass. battle pass, then you can buy the currency separately, not included from the battle pass, for what 5 10 or $20. What does your character even do? They're pre-rendered so here's what your, your character does absolutely nothing unless you use your in-game currency to buy raffle tickets for cameos because at certain points in the game if your raffle ticket is drawn, your character will appear in the show. And by your character, I mean your created character that has no purpose outside of these potential cameos there's also some supplemental like point and click adventure type bullshit going on where you have to like find the letters in a room and you're clicking around the room to open drawers and solve like really really like rudimentary fucking flash game style puzzles and shit this game is a fucking train wreck. I, I don't... It's not a game. It's a TV show. This experience is a train wreck. The whole idea behind this is a train wreck. It's a frustrating experience. Uh, I put up a video that kind of gained some traction where it's just the VOD of myself and my chat watching this and playing it the night that it came out. It's about 50 minutes long, and it's just titled What It's Like to Watch Silent Hill Ascension Live. Yikes. And... <laughs> It's kind of doing gangbusters just because people that didn't watch it, it's a really good, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like a little cutaway of time of like, this is actually what it was like to experience this shit. And it's not a good experience. Like, your battle pass level 39 unlocks khakis, like for your character that's never going to be seen by anybody but you. It is really, really crazy and predatory, and Silent Hill fans are mad I don't know who it's for or what they were thinking. It's just a, a really unfortunate fucking setup, man. But I feel like its place in the zeitgeist will be over the next 10 to 15 years. We are unfortunately going to say it's kind of like that Silent Hill Ascension game. Remember that? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> because eh, get ready. This is like the most I I I. I don't like saying I told you. No, I love saying yeah, you I told love that. you so. You love saying and, it to me, maybe not to everybody. Yeah, no, I love saying it to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I'm kind of a miserable person like that. But um, yeah. no, I told you so, dog. I knew this was going to be miserable from sure. the very start. From the from the moment it was showed off, I knew it was going to be horrible. Yeah. And you defended I, it. I really think like, I think that on paper... If, if done the right way, it could be cool. Like, I, I don't think it has no, to be... No, I don't think so. As shitty if as they on, made it. On paper, the only way this could be cool is if it was a two-hour pre-rendered cutscene movie like the uh, Resident Evil movies, and then people would still hate it because everybody hates those movies, too. I guess, but what do you think of, like... You know how you like Man of Medan? Yeah, if they had a made a Man of Medan game, sure. But that's not this. Like... Well, think this about is, doing that with all your friends and you're just sitting there. Well, they should have made it a game then. It's not, this is like HQ trivia, but uh, more HQ expensive. HQ trivia was so fucking sweet. 
Yeah, HQ Trivia was great. This is horrible. <laughs> I, I don't, one I don't... day I stopped playing HQ Trivia, and, and then, then it disappeared. It disappeared. It literally just <laughs> yeah. dis- they lost they lost their original host. What Scott? Yeah, there was whatever like... his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy yeah. looks like he got that gig, made a bunch of money, and then spent it all on cocaine. Oh, did he really? I mean, he just seems like that kind of guy, doesn't he? Oh, I'd probably that's that's what yeah, I was done. <laughs> I mean, he, he seemed like a cool guy, so you know. yeah, that's what cool guys do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, Speaking I of just things want that you cool know. guys do, Shadow Gambit <laughs> cursed. Wow, that's Shadow my Gambit best fucking transition was, ever, bro. That was a good rhyme, though. I'll give it. Continue to you. what you were going to um, say, though. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I was gonna say I'm, I'm, I'm searching through all of our old slide deck for shows to try to find one where we spoke about the Silent Hill game, so I can show and like. There was quote a Silent myself. Hill. There was a Silent Hill event in like. Fuck, I want to say like March. It was like this time last year or something like that. Because I'm oh, in, I'm in our year. I'm in our March messages, and I cannot find it. If you look um, at like if I if I search like the Silent Hill F trailer, it'll timestamp exactly when it was. Tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. It was October nineteenth of twenty twenty two, I believe. Jeez, over a year ago. Yeah. Crazy. I thought we had talked about it since then, but I don't see it anywhere. So it might have been then, so. but. Um, Probably the October yeah. episode of Game List uh, 2022, if I were to guess. Wow, wow, long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shadow Game at Curse Crew. What do you know about this game, dude? Very little. Very little. I know that when you described what this game was to me, I think it's like a, a heavy strategy, in-depth video game, right? Yeah, kind of. It's. Um, but when so I looked it's... at the art, I was like, oh, this doesn't seem like what I thought it was going to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, the art makes it feel much more inviting. And and it mm-hmm. honestly isn't that hard of a game. The hardest part is like understanding the controls. So what's going on in this game is um you're a pirate, like a cursed pirate, and you're trying to rebuild your crew or whatever. So you have a bunch of different pirates that have different abilities. So you start out with a chick who um can like dash like ten meters and kill someone in a single dash. Um, and she can freeze time for a specific enemy for like five seconds. So what you're doing is you're infiltrating these islands stealthily because if you, if you come out of stealth, they'll just start blasting you and you'll die pretty quickly. Um, you don't have to stay stealthy, but, um, you're blasting through these or you're, you're cutting through these islands, trying to use your team of starting with one and then you build your way up to two and three and then four characters. Um, to hit certain objectives in this game. And it has really cool mechanics where you can like pause time and you can, it's, it's, it's in real time. So it's not turn-based or anything. So you can pause time, plan your actions. Like you can say, uh, okay, you're going to go here and kill this guy. Um, this other one's going to go here and kill this guy. And this other person's going to uh, shoot a smoke bomb to blind the other person that might see these two kills so then you can press like triangle and it will and it'll initiate all of those attacks simultaneously so you can have 
like four people, three to four people taken out, three to four people in one go. So if you have a cluster of people that you really need to deal with, but you don't want to set off the alarm by getting them one at a time because they might be looking at you at each other, um, you can just plan those attacks and take them out like that. Um, each in each uh, pirate has like different abilities. I've got a sniper who can snipe from a very far, long way away. The problem is how many, she has to. How many pirates are in the whole thing? Like, is it like dozens, or is it just um, four, or is it like hundreds? No, there's. How many's on the artwork right there? That that's how many there are. They're all in the artwork. There's one, two, three, four, eight. five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's yeah. nine-ish pirates, maybe ten. Okay. Um, and they each have their different abilities. One of them has an anchor, so he can use his anchor to hide in like the shadow realm or whatever, and he can just pop out at any time. Uh, within a certain radius and then as he pops out he can kill people and then hide their bodies in the shadow realm um so you want to like hide their bodies to prevent uh enemies from finding them so you don't get uh the alarm you don't like trigger the alarm um i'm doing a really poor job of playing this game but it's very like slow paced game like you plan it out and then you hit it but this game takes safe scumming and makes it a core part of the game um, where you just tap the touchpad, it does a quick save right there, and then if you mess up, you you can quick reload right back to where you were, and you can do that oh, yeah. infinitely throughout the mission as many times as you want, and it encourages you. It reminds you at every two minutes. It says, hey, don't you want to save? Um, so you can do it every five seconds if you want to. And just um, run it back. Yeah, and just run it back to make sure you have the perfect run. And then at the end, nice. it does a cool thing of like the hero's path in um, Zelda where it shows like your path throughout the world and everything. Um, it will show the Island from a top down view and it will show your path through the Island and when you killed people and what route you took and stuff like that. So it has like a really nice recap at the very end. Um, the unfortunate thing about this game is the developers, me, 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 uh, they closed their studio down Um they released like a statement and said, hey, we're kind of just tired of making games. It's hard to make games and we're tired and we just want to have a nice stress-free life. Um, so, seems so weird. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? But they, uh, they closed down the studio and this is probably their best game. It's the only one that I've played. They made Desperados and like the Shadow Tactics games. Um, mm. But this is a great game. It's like solid 30 to 45 minute runs each time. Um, How much is this game? And, uh, it was $40. I got it on sale for 30 Okay. Yeah. And it, it's been worth every penny so far. I've had a wonderful time with it. Nice. Yeah. Shadow yeah. Gambit. The Cursed Crew. It's, it's got great. a good name. It's got a good art style. Uh, it's got bad. a bad name. It's got a good art style, though. I don't think it's a bad name. I think, I like, think, it, I think Pirate Tactics name. Extreme is what they would have called uh, it if it was any other I, company. I can never remember the shit. name, though. That's why I think it's a bad name. Yeah, I guess I so. It's a little generic. Um, all right, but hear me out. Is there something to, like... It reminds me of... So I was, like, a big fan. Of, like, let me tell you, like, a real slow... Like, a real short version of a story of, like, Heroes of the Storm, right? Heroes of the Storm was a game by Blizzard. It's a MOBA, kind of like League of Legends, but it uses properties from, like, Warcraft, Starcraft... Um, Diablo and stuff like that and yeah. I played it religiously and then they announced after a BlizzCon like two or three years ago that they were going to stop supporting the game no more new characters coming out no more new stuff you can still play it but no no more new content is coming for it and there yeah. was still a bunch like there's a year long of, of content left to play but the second that they announced it 
I was like, well, I don't play this game anymore then. Like, if you're not going to support this game, like, I'm I'm not here for it. Do you sure. have that same feeling with, like, is there something that's, like, does it strike you as, like, oh, man, like, I don't want to get invested in this type um, of game that's never going to exist again? Like, this company's literally doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, kind of. In a, in a way, it makes me kind of sad because it's like, um, I really like this game. I, I'd be curious to see what they put out next, you know, but we'll never know. Um, but also at the same time, they did say they have an expansion coming. There are some people that held back at the studio that are wrapping up expansions and doing and doing like uh, some final patches and stuff. So I think once that expansion's out, um, then they'll be they'll be done. But okay. um, in a way, kind of. But. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of letting it ride. I, I don't know. I I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. Uh, I think I this is out. different than I think this is different than picking up like a games as a service game at the end of its lifespan. You know. True. True. For sure. So um, coming all the way back around on that, I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm lately. <laughs> Trip down mm. memory lane. <laughs> game has good bones. Uh, listen, there's like a train of thought. We'll get maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. You know what else has segment. good bones? Shadow Gambit, because you're playing as skeletons. Nice, that's a pretty good one. Uh, uh, but with Microsoft picking picking up Activision Blizzard, and then that game being like it's kind of like Smash Brothers for ultra nerds. Like it's got like Brawl and Varian and Jaina, like all the characters from Warcraft, one of the biggest IPs on the planet. Like there's a world where they could pick that up and port it to consoles or breathe new life into it, put Master Chief yeah. into it. You know what I mean? Like MOBA is a successful thing, and that game has been underrated and still like supported more than you played more than you think for a game with no support for a long time. There are rumblings. There are rumblings. Who could tell? Uh, I jumped into Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Um, full disclosure, I was sponsored to check this game out, but we've talked about it in a preview before uh, I was ever affiliated with them, and I was kind of hot on checking this game out for a couple of reasons. So um, the interesting thing about this game is that it is the first game, and I believe outside of some like additional writing from Tolkien in like supplemental texts this is the furthest in to the lord of the rings world that we've ever been um obviously at the end of like the lord of the rings return of the king in the movies and in the books they begin the dawn of the fourth age right and this game takes place firmly in the fourth age with an elder gimli um putting you to task uh-huh. Interesting. And he's got like the white beard and everything, but it is Gimli and it's even voiced by John Reese Davies from uh, the movies, which is a pretty cool wow. through line. You know, it, it's still part of that like sketchy where are we at with who owns what for Lord of the Rings embracer group type shit. New line cinema, yeah. like everybody. It, it's it's all real wishy washy into what continuity it, it is. Um, like, you know, you think it's even more complicated with like Rings of Power and Hobbit and who owns what first age, third age. Like it's all it's all fucking messy, but it, it's got some really interesting stuff going on on the sides. And it's just cool to kind of exist in that world. And it, good to see our boy Gimli. This sounds better than ever. Um it's a cooler hook than you might think, but this game is a very like 
by the numbers for better or worse survival game think like um valheim minecraft you know you're cooking iron you need coal to do so you have to harvest the coal you get your iron pickaxe and that can harvest gold and then you can cook the gold and the gold can make new things and armors to upgrade and essentially it's the lord of the rings return to moria you are actually trying to follow in the footsteps of the fellowship so you enter moria and you get stuck down there and you're on your own so you have to survive and you're trying to presumably fight your way all the way past where the fellowship fights the balrog and exits the uh cave now i've only played this game for about an hour and a half but it doesn't reinvent the wheel it doesn't do anything particularly well it doesn't do anything particularly poorly if you are looking for a fun romp with your friends as far as like we want to build a base together and fight some fucking goblins and have a good time cooking chicken and <laughs> gathering gathering plants and forging swords. I think I'd recommend Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, especially if you're into that kind of lore. Um, there's like notes from Gandalf that you're finding along the way. There's just some really cool, nice touches for the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Um, it's out on PC only, Epic Game Store. I think it's 40 bucks. And uh, the PS5 version got delayed like two days before it was supposed to come out. But I believe it's launching um, yeah, I saw that. In, like December 4th or 5th or something along those lines but yeah I, I would say if, if you're big on survival games if you're big on lord of the rings check this game out if not don't don't go crazy don't go crazy you don't if, have to if rompers were were socially acceptable on guys would you wear them rompers are socially acceptable on guys yeah oh are they i think so i can wear a romper hold on a man yeah, you can wear whatever you want oh those look comfy there's yeah. like a isn't there like a funky name for it? Oh yeah, it's a romp him. Romp him. Romp him? Yeah. Romp her. Romp him? Get it? R O M P Men's Rompers. Brompers. Rompers for dudes. The proper name. Romp him. Dude, romp him. Dude, those look comfy. Yeah. I always thought rompers were. It's funny, like that's like a big thing. Like the romp him was like a movement in like twenty seventeen. It's been erased by the pandemic when people weren't going outside. Wow, that's true. You deserve it. Get yourself maybe one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get one for I'll ask one for Christmas. I'll ask. Yeah, you could rock that, dude. Maybe you should wear it on the next game <laughs> stream. I've been. <laughs> she put it on the list. She she shows she has it on. She showed me her phone. Oh, hold on. She texted me something. What did she say? Oh, they're comfy until you have to go to the bathroom in public. Oh, I dude. What if I have to piss yeah. and I gotta take off my shirt and everything? I gotta pull it down around my waist. If you got a really long dong, you can probably just get it out the fucking leg. Oh, you just reach up the, the leg. <laughs> yeah, and... it's like when I go to when I go to uh. like if, if I have to use a public bathroom, it's pretty easy. I can just fucking roll up my jeans around my ankle and piss right down my. Leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up! I hate it. All right, next game. Next game. Oh my god. Oh shit, that's good stuff. Um, I'm gonna skip over. I have the finals on here, but I don't think I've given that game enough time. To, to really talk about is it still an I, open I mean, beta it is up until the end of the day today so you need to check it out oh, immediately nope. we can talk about it briefly i jumped in i played two games um i had a good time i was impressed with how small this team was how good of a looking game they've made and i was impressed with the destructible environments but i truly didn't get a good feel for like the gunplay or anything like that but i know that this game is making waves and that if it launches free to play in the near future while it's riding this wave i think we'll be talking about the finals again soon i would love to play this with you I think that we'd have a good time, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we would have a great in. time. Yeah, 
That's the only reason I haven't really played it. It's like I don't have. It's old. To it's right with. up your alley too, dude. It's fucking. Yeah, yeah Battlefield old dice talent. devs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would. I would, really, I would probably love this game. Um, I think so. I did see they had like some AI voiceover stuff in this game. Yeah, um, people are mad about I'm, that. People yeah, I'm not even mad about that, AI stuff. Yeah, I don't like AI stuff for the most part, but. Uh, let's talk about the Crew Motorfest. Oh, I already did. <laughs> Hold on. What? Sorry, I just I just found the video that I I was I was trying to uh, no of the, the Silent Hill Ascension. Oh, oh my gosh! Nice. Dude, don't, okay. don't bother doing it now. That's bad. You're doing bad job on air. <laughs> it's not fun. What do you You're mean? Have to scrub through this thing. What? No downtime. No downtime. Oh, here, listen, listen, just listen to this, all right? All right? Silent Hill, I'll just run down what they announced. We talked about it at length, obviously, in the reactions, but Silent Hill 2 Remake from Bloober Team. Townfall, uh, right? oh, which yeah. is the Anna one No Code is developing. They did Stories Untold and Observation, which are apparently some pretty good indie horror games. Yo, I'm, I'm dope at podcasting. They did a deep dive on the Return to Silent Hill movie. Not big on that. The Silent Hill Ascension is the most interesting thing to me. Colin and I it are so about dumb it. to me. I think it's. I think it's going to be unique gonna, and it's interesting. Gonna flop. It's going to be good. And I can't so wait to poorly. experience it with you, my friend. And then Silent Hill uh, F, gonna, which Silent Hill the F, the most interesting thing. I think. All right, all right. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh huh. Here we go. All, all right. right. I'm back. My full attention now. I had to find that. That was going to eat me. Before I found it. Talk to me about the Crew Motorfest. Uh, again, I have to... Uh, bad bad pacing on my part. I sound like a fucking corporate shill. Um, my code was supplied by Ubisoft for the Crew Motorfest. Yours was not, though. You were inspired by my incredible content creation to go out and buy the Crew Motorfest after seeing me play it. Thank you, Ubisoft. Yeah. Actually, no. No, <laughs> I... I don't actually think I saw you play this game. Um... But I was sitting there one night and was like, I want to race. I want to just drive away. Um, so, well, it was on sale. It was on sale already. I guess it had a poor launch, so it went, had a quick sale. Um, but I got it for like 50 bucks and had a wonderful time with it. I like this game better than Forza Horizon. I believe we talked about it last episode. Um, mm -hmm. But I told you... Oh, I also got the Platinum for it yesterday. Um, oh, cool. So I have platinumed the crew motor you do, like all all the races and shit not all the races you have to do about like 60 percent of the races to get the platinum um but i did do a lot like they have like their seasonal structure as well like every yeah. month is a season based on a different um type of car last month it was like japanese stuff this month it's european stuff um so I'm probably going to hop in and hit all the other races and get all the races completed over time. But there's a ton of races in this game. Just a ton. Um, but I told you to hop in and play the Demolition Derby mode. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I played I played both modes that you asked me to do. I only played Demolition Derby for like half a game and then I quit. Uh, I wasn't Aww. very good at it. But it it's seemed cool. It's best at the end whenever the circle's small, so everybody's like right well, there together. I was already dead and my team was doing stuff. Oh. Was just... oh, you didn't queue up for another one? Tough. I did the other one, really which I, I'm, I'm red hot on the other thing you told me to play, but continue oh. on the Demolition Derby. Oh, well, the Demolition Derby, I was just, I was wondering if you played it. I was curious. Um, it's just really, it's a really fun, like, Demolition Derby Royale mode. I think it's called Demolition Royale or something like that. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's just what you think you fly in on a plane because you can be a plane in this game, which is awesome. Exactly. Yeah. It lends itself really well to a battle royale format, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just drop in and with your team and start ramming into other cars. And it's got a nice uh, addition of like the shunt, like the boost shunt where you can like jerk your car forward into people and really get some slammed impact. It was nice. It's arcadey. Um, very, the other very. thing that you had me play on this was one of the first races in like the classic series. Yeah, which the vintage was such a cool twist. I've, I've had you ever seen this in a game before? Like the format? No. I'm assuming. I think I played the right thing. It's the pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. the one. That's okay, the okay, one. okay. I've never seen this in a racing game before, and I thought it was really fucking cool. It was uh, basically a mission. It's just go from point A to point B, but you don't know what point B is. And yeah. the only way to get there is they send you pictures of landmarks with like literally scribbled instructions on them, where it's yep. like you'll just see like a picture of like a drive-in theater sign, and then mm-hmm. there'll be like a yellow arrow that's like bare, like like pointing to the right at right after the sign, and that's yep. how you know where to go. And then it loads the next picture into your HUD, and you navigate it that way. It was really, I think it was special, dude. I, I it was yeah, a good recommendation. It it doesn't have like your your typical HUD with uh, like your digital gauge, it replaces your gauge with like a classic analog uh, yeah, gauge. Yeah. Um, there's no like line on the road uh, telling you what to where to go or how fast to speed up or whatnot. Um, and it changes the filter. Uh, it, ha- it adds like a like a vintage filter. On yeah, it's top. like a sepia tone. Yeah, and for each, as you work your way Film through that rain. playlist. Yeah. Yeah, as you work your way through that playlist, you have different filters. Like in the 70s, there's like a really like almost like an increased contrast filter. Um, mm. And it just there's a picture on it of screen right now with the pictures. Um, but it's just it's just a really like unique way to handle racing in this game. And you're not racing against anyone in this this race. No, it's, it's just you getting from point A to point Sunday B. drive. Yeah. 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 And it's great. It just I think it's awesome. I. I've had a wonderful time with this game. I think this game is much more creative than yeah. Forza Horizon. I think it. And, I think it has more fun with it. And there's more, way more variety than you would expect. Yeah. Like it's easy to compare it to Horizon. And say, well, Horizon does all this, 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 this too. But there really is, like, I would say, double the variety than what Horizon offers. Like between yeah. like motorcycles and ATVs, planes, boats, game uh-huh. modes, uh, things Dirt to do bikes. from like the main menu. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, again, I, I, I think severely underrated game this year, absolutely. and truly the best racing game I can remember since. I don't know, like Need for Speed Unbound this like past year. I just like that because it was yeah, very Criterion style racing. But I think the crew is divine, and it's a great yeah. game that I am very. Uh, I call myself like uninstall pilled. Like I deleted Spider Man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This game has lived since I installed it, and I pick it up from time to time. Like I'm just like yeah. I'm like oh yeah, I scroll by the crew, and I'm like I could do that for a half hour, and I just bust out three races, and I have a fucking fun time. Yeah, shit. it's 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 a wonderful wonderful game and um i do have a couple like parts that i don't love as much as forza like um there's not as many options on what cars you can purchase um there are fewer cars for of each brand and fewer brands and then sometimes okay. within a brand they'll say there's eight cars to purchase but there's actually five cars to purchase and then three other versions of one of those um yeah so it's kind of like yeah um but then there's a the upgrade system in this game which i'm not sure how i feel about it it's like a 
tiered color loot system mm. um, where you get loot when you finish races and you go and you upgrade your car and you just slot that higher tier thing into the upgrade slot, which I think I like because it's less involved than in Forza when like I have to buy shit. Yeah. When I have to buy like a rough country lift kit and I don't know if I need more torque or more horsepower and stuff. Yeah, um, and then you accidentally upgrade your car from B tier to A tier, and you know, you can't use it for this fucking race. And like, I, yeah. I struggle. I mean, I get that that for some people, I'm explaining this, and they're like, "Oh, I, I much prefer yeah, sure. the other thing." And then some people like me who are like, "I want an arcade racer. Hit A, make go faster." Yeah, and the the cool thing about this game is you really only need um certain cars because once you enter a race, for the most part, it gives you the car that you need for the race. It lets you yeah, loan, it loans you the car. So it, it, there are some like circuits that you have to buy a like a like the Lamborghini circuit. You have to buy a Lamborghini to start it, but it will loan you the other cars that are needed for that circuit as long as you have the entry ticket, which is that initial Lamborghini. Um, nice. It's, it's a wonderful game. I, I really love it, and I will continue to play it. Yeah, I think the crew is awesome. Is yeah. it going to make your game of the year list? It is. It's on my game of the year list. Top ten. Um. Yes. Where's that? Number eight. Oh yeah, dude. As it yeah. should be. Love yeah. that. Love that. All right. Uh, I want to talk about this just very briefly. We talked a little bit about this when we covered the Fan Fest event for Final Fantasy fourteen, and then we talked a little bit of how I've been playing Fall Guys because of the fourteen collaboration. Basically, Final Fantasy fourteen and Fall Guys collaborated. They had a whole season pass worth of like costumes and events based around Final Fantasy fourteen in Fall Guys, and then this past week, uh, they went live with the Final Fantasy. 14 event that has fall guys stuff inside that so i'm playing as my warrior of light doing fall guys things please understand how fucking impressive it is that in an mmo they have managed to create an authentic fall guys experience visually audibly it is absolutely fucking insane and it is done to the nines it is such a crazy event there's a whole lobby system there's a bunch of loot for it it looks so out of place pretty cool it's really unbelievably cool. cool. Like the gameplay for it, I urge you to check out the video version of this podcast or just look at the official trailer or even better, watch somebody play it because the game still controls like an MMO, but there's just the like, weird little like movement buffs that they give you to make things a little bit difficult to navigate. It doesn't look like and there's it, collision between characters. So there's no collision between characters. Nope. And then there's also no like direct collision between... um if you've ever played Final Fantasy 14, you'll understand the mechanics once you get into it, but you can't just like be physically bumped off by like a monster or anything like that in Final Fantasy. The way that that kind of thing works is like it's like AoE effects and you'll see glowing spots on the ground. And when the glowing spot disappears, that move is basically procced completely and it goes off. So if you were standing in the glow when the glow stopped glowing, you are now fucked. So they they do a good job of making that translate and that glow turns on and off pretty fucking frequently and creates just a really fun experience and it's just like wild that you're playing a fairly authentic fall guys game inside final fantasy and there's a heap of rewards there's mounts there's costumes there's emotes there's just a lot to enjoy it's very fucking cool i i'm i'm blown away by the time that i've spent playing fall guys in final yeah, that fantasy yeah seems that seems really cool yeah, it's awesome. Um, 
Real quick, I, I played two games, two classic games to completion. It's just past uh, Halloween here, and I jumped into Luigi's Mansion for the first time ever. Ever. I had played maybe the opening hour before in my life, but I was part of the camp that was very, like, when the GameCube came out, my launch GameCube games were Super Monkey Ball and Wave Race Blue Storm. I didn't want Luigi's Mansion. It seemed spooky, and it wasn't the Mario game that I was looking for. You know, I was already excited for Mario Sunshine by that point, and it just didn't feel like the game that I wanted, and I could not have been more wrong about it. Uh, I played Luigi's Mansion 3, and I have sworn by it on this very podcast about Luigi's Mansion 3 secretly being, like, a top five Switch games and one of the best first-party Nintendo games of the last decade. It's incredible, but I was surprised at how much Luigi's Mansion 1 does. You know, you'd expect a game sequel to have a lot in common with its predecessors, obviously. But Luigi's Mansion 1 nails down this foundation in such a way. I am so surprised that that game came out in the early 2000s, and it fucking holds up. It's a little janky from time to time playing it emulated and whatnot, but... Luigi's Mansion is a supremely positive experience and just a fun like six to eight hour romp through a video game. I am over the moon about the Luigi's Mansion franchise and I'm really happy that I knocked this out this year for Halloween because now when Luigi's Mansion 2 HD comes out this summer, I can hop right into it and feel like I haven't missed a beat and then I can get into a replay of three. So really exciting times to be a Luigi's Mansion fan. Uh, In a similar vein, I played all the way through um Spyro via the Spyro Reignited trilogy. So it's that? obviously it's so fucking good. Did you ever play these games as a kid? No, I didn't. And I don't know how. I it's, yeah. yeah. You would really big, like Spyro still. I think especially I with would. the Reignited trilogy, you would really yeah. be into it. Um and you know who developed Spyro, right? Um it's an Insomniac? Yeah. 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 Isn't that it, fucking my, crazy? My brain broke there for a second. Yeah, I don't know how I'm missing Spyro. Was there like a DS version of Spyro at one point? Yeah, there was. There's a couple of Spyro DS games. There's like a I basically think like I Spyro games outside of, of the main three and then like Enter the Dragonfly, which was four. It was kind of like a light reboot uh, was OK. And outside of that, everything else is pretty forgettable and pretty fucking mid, if we're being honest. Like um, there's like a couple of Game Boy Advance games that were novel at the time to play a game on the on the go that had Spyro in it. There was a Spyro and Crash collaboration game called like Spyro spyro orange and crash purple for the game boy games and shit like that and then like the ds games they basically did like a spyro reboot series there's another trilogy called the legend of spyro it's like eternal night and a hero's tale and shit like that and those games like add like little rpg elements and even the platforming isn't that great just really really not um not that great it's very similar trajectory to the crash trilogy where crash one two and three uh very well regarded crash Wrath of Cortex, which was the follow-up, is starts to like go off the deep end, and then by the time you get to like Twin Sanity and shit like that, th- everything becomes very disposable. Uh, one would assume that Toys for Bob would probably be working as we speak on Spyro Four, the same way that they worked on Crash Four after the success of the trilogy reboot. You would think, the, um, but the, considering Call of Duty has absorbed everything, yeah, the timeline is very fucked up with this for sure. Um, but I don't know. I think they're probably writing the ship now, and especially with Microsoft putting them on a project that makes sense. Uh, a boy can dream, but actually, mm-hmm. Toys for Bob. Mm-hmm. Dev Madden works for Toys for Bob now. Uh, I spoke to him. I remember oh, Dev no Madden shit. made the Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, um, art, yeah, 
Yeah, so I spoke to him. He said he works for Ted's Toys for Bob, and he, I believe he said he helped with the Crash remake or Crash 4, mm-hmm. but that currently he's working on Call of Duty. That he he said he was working on Call of Duty when I talked to him in September. Yeah, um, I think so. that team that team Toys for Bob has become a little bit of like a support studio too because they've expanded so much. Basically, if you want like Toys for Bob's trajectory, it was for a long time the Skylanders initiative. So they did all of those Skylanders games for a very long time. Um, but then in like 2017 through 2019, they started working on the Crash Insane trilogy and the Spiral Reignited trilogy. They got greenlit to do Crash 4 and then while they were working on um, Call of Duty as a support studio because Activision pulled every studio to work on Call of Duty and fix the the mess they made with Modern Warfare and Vanguard or Cold War or whatever when they combined everything it's only gotten worse since then Um, they have a smaller team that worked on putting out this year's um, it's not Crash Bash what's it called Crash uh, Crash Team Rumble Crash Team Rumble that's right I'm the one who's played that game by the way uh, not calling, but uh, that game is out and probably failing. But I, I'm hoping that they're yep. working on Spyro because Spyro holds up. I think you would have a blast streaming this too, dude. Like you should think about actually getting Spyro. It's got. Here's the thing about Spyro. I didn't get the platinum, but I'm close to it. I did 100% Spyro. I picked up every collectible in the fucking game, which is not something I do very often. It oh, lends itself very nicely. Get 100% without getting the platinum. I didn't do some like supplemental stuff like you need to like uh you know kill five sheep on this map which is like an all you know optional thing. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Just like the combat related trophies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like r- random ass shit. I looked at it and I thought I would be close to getting the platinum to proc, and it was like you have a twelve different things to do, and that might be like a stream where I rounded it all out at one point, but. You know that. Fair. Not exactly my Fair. jam, but going through the actual levels and just completing all of the objectives within the level and collecting all the gems that are there to collect, really, really good. And I played the original Spyro only, so I still have two and three to go, but I, I can't recommend it enough, and I can't recommend it to you enough, dude. I would love to see you hop into that, and it, I think it fits really well into your wheelhouse of enjoying, like, Sly and PlayStation IP that way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I thought about... I think this is definitely a game that Allie might be interested in, so I oh, thought yeah. about maybe chat and see if she wanted to do a playthrough with me on stream sure. or something it yeah. helps it helps with extra eyes in this game too because a lot of what you end up doing is like you're kind of like it's it, the game is a collectathon you know there's combat yeah. and there's traversal and platforming but more often than not you're looking for like hitting crevices and corners and you're trying to make sure that you didn't skip anything so if uh, all hell breaks loose and you get to the end of the level and you have 375 out of 400 gems you're missing a hidden room somewhere so having that extra person to just be like oh go right there right there like jump past that guy yeah. or something it can be extremely fucking helpful uh, i did it with chat and it was like amazing how many times they fucking saved my ass yeah for sure it's time for everyone's favorite segment with a twist it's time for the destiny two minutes go ahead let them have it it's uh it's destiny two minutes but we're going to have to cut 8% because Bungie cut 8% of their company. Um, so <laughs> It's uh, the Destiny 1 minute and 44 seconds. I'm really mm-hmm. unhappy with like what's going down with Bungie recently. Uh, so pretty much, quick background. There was news breaking. Bungie was having a large layoff. They laid off about 8% of their company, um, which doesn't sound like much, but when you realize that's about 100-ish people, maybe more, um, that's a big chunk. Uh, 
so evidently Bun- Bungie's not happy with um, where they're at in terms of revenue right now. Um, that there was a 45%, they were 45% short of their goals for like the, uh, the year financial goals or whatever. Uh, even though they had a huge, huge launch of Lightfall, they had a large drop-off afterwards, so they're struggling to make money. Um, so some people were saying this is part of the ongoing um, re... What would you call it around PlayStation? They're, PlayStation's been doing... Restructuring. PlayStation's been yeah. doing some layoffs here and there um, to restructure. Some people were saying this is part of the PlayStation thing. This is not. It's been confirmed that this is not a PlayStation thing, that this is a Bungie thing. Um, they spoke. So Paul Tassi is a, uh, a reporter for Forbes. Uh, he has, he puts out good stuff a lot. He plays a lot of destiny, um, but he spoke to some people and he's got a good article. Um, there's reports saying that if Sony had not acquired Bungie, Bungie would be in a situation of possibly having to close their doors uh, in terms of, the money not being there um that crazy so that sony's the only reason that they're like above water right now um people had gotten laid off um a bunch of community managers got laid off which is horrible for a community focused game like this like you have to have those people out in the front dealing with stuff um uh, they weren't allowed to say goodbye to the other people. It's a classic thing of like their car. They found out they were laid off because their card wouldn't let them in the door or stuff like that. Or they their their yeah. logons weren't working. They were already disabled. It happened so much this year where they find out they don't have a job via like <laughs> fucking Jason Schreier has laid off more uh-huh. people this year than anybody else. Like <laughs> yep, yep. Um, they laid off Michael Salvatore who made the Halo theme and all of the Bungie music since Halo. Mm. Um, Which is wild to me. Could could you imagine laying off your composer of 20 years that made some of the most iconic music in the world? Um, Yeah, it's fucked up. They laid off Lorraine McLeese, who designed the original Halo logo. Um, And they laid people off on the 30th of the month. So... The employee benefits are provided till the end of the month. So the fact that they laid them off at the end of the month means they only had to provide benefits for an extra day. Mm. Um, so all those people were out of healthcare benefits Classic. Um, within like a day. Um, and there was talks about um, some of the employees said, Hey, why don't, why can't we cut uh, like management uh, salary before laying people off and management told them that was not an option. Um, That's always, I mean, uh, you always point to the fucking sure. C-suite, the executives who are making, you know, 10, 20 million dollars. Way too much money. It goes, it goes back to like everyone always cites Satoru Iwata where during the Wii U yeah, days after cut. the Wii, he cut his salary by 50% to make sure that Nintendo didn't have to lay anybody off, which is obviously, yeah. you can't expect that from every fucking studio, but obviously the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, um, there was rumored, not still not confirmed delays to the final shape, which is the final big expansion for Destiny 2 that we know of. Uh, Marathon is supposedly delayed to 2025. Um, their other uh, pro, their other project, not Marathon, it was um, it was something else with an M, I think, is was supposedly canned in 2020. Mm. Um. 
And evidently, some uh, C-suite executives did take a bonus cut, um, but evidently not enough. Uh, so it's just... It's a, it's a miserable, miserable scenario yeah. over at Bungie right now. How does it now. affect you? What do you think? Um, well, it's kind of hard. It's a hard decision of, okay, Bungie's laying off these people because they're not making enough money. Um, I disagree with that. Like, I, I fundamentally disagree with the way this has been handled, right? Um, so I have the question of, well, do I continue to spend money on Destiny and try to support the people that are there? Or do I cut it off to vote with my wallet and be like, hey, I can't support something like this? Um, at the end of the day, I had to say vote with my wallet and not support something like that. I canceled my Final Shape pre-order of like $100. It was like a $100 pre-order. Um, got in contact with PlayStation uh, and they refunded it for me, which is super dope. I didn't think they would because um, I already got the in-game benefits for pre-ordering it and I still have them somehow. But got a refund on that. And my thought is like, they're going to lay out off these people. Like the money that I'm spending isn't going to these people. It's going in the wallets of the executives. So continuing to push, put that money forward is not, I, I don't know. And it's tough because like, I'm still going to play the final shape. I'll play it when it comes out. Um, but for now, um, I've got to vote with my wallet somehow. I don't know. That. Destiny is in a bad spot right now. And it, they're, everybody's been saying like, they don't listen to the community. Um, but now we realize we have been listening to the community that uh, developers were begging to make changes to improve the state of Destiny, but uh, the executives wouldn't let them because it didn't make them enough money. So it's a tough spot. Happens. All right. Yeah. Destiny 2 minutes was a hell of a lot longer than 2 minutes, but I gave it to you because we're not going to have one for the next few months. Why not? Wild times. You're not going to have two minutes worth of Destiny stuff to talk about. Yeah, there's still a new season coming out in about a month. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. No, yeah. no. Stay, stick to your laurels, bro. I already have it pre-ordered. There's also the Halloween event going on right now. I thought you had um, it, it pre-ordered. It, it, what? You said I already, you canceled no, no, it. I, no, I canceled my pre-order for like February forward. No. Yeah. Well, great. I already you have owe next me time then. I should have cut you off. No, 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 no. <laughs> You already talked about All Final right. Fantasy fourteen today. I didn't it took long it took less time. No, you didn't. It was half fall, guys. Alright. Uh let's talk just briefly about some news. Again, weird structure. We're not gonna go over new releases or anything like that. We're not covering every little bit of news. There have been three big events since last time we recorded Gameless. We're just gonna run those down for you real quick before we get out of here. Uh and talk about Spider Man two spoilers. Fun. Uh the first thing was uh, a few weeks ago, I mean, it's like 10 days ago, there was the Xbox Partner Preview, the first of its kind. A really cool fucking event announced out of nowhere in a very similar fashion to the way that a State of Play or a Nintendo Direct would be announced. Xbox announced that they were going to have a 20-ish minute um, digital event focused on stuff that's coming soon from their partners and among those partners were some pretty big names surprisingly uh going into it they had only announced that they were going to be focusing on i believe like a dragon infinite wealth dungeons of hinterberg arc survival ascended and alan wake 2 
All of which were definitely covered, but there was a bunch of new stuff introduced as well, including Ikro Will Not Die, which is brand new IP, Still Wakes the Deep, which was, I think, something that was on your radar a bit. Yeah, it's it's been, I think that was showed off at, like, the Game War, or, uh, oh god, I don't know, Summer Game Fest, mm -hmm. maybe? Something like that. Pretty cool. Robocop Rogue City, Spirit of the North 2, which I thought was a Moon Studios game, but apparently is a sequel to a game I've never heard of. Um, the Finals, which Shadow dropped their open, closed-ish beta. Manor Lords, which is a fucking snooze. And no, it then looks fire. I've played Manor Lords before. It's fire. The big surprise was Arc Survival gameplay for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, which looked really fucking impressive. So, I mean, listen, I... there was some... I honestly was, was not impressed on. by the Delta gameplay at all. Like it, oh. it just looked boring to me. Like generic. I mean, it looks like a remake with no heart. Like, I don't know. I mean, it still looked, it still looked early. There was no like cutscene stuff going on. It was a lot of just like focusing on environments and snake moving and shit like that. But I thought it looked ample. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time ever in about three hours tonight. So more on Metal mm. Gear Solid for the next episode of Game List. But all in all, I think this was a really cool event and nice to see Xbox putting their foot into the game with these digital events. I mean, the last time we saw them do something that wasn't like their E3 Summer Game Fest big routine was at the beginning of the year when they shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush. But that was a first party thing not a partner thing this is the first time they kind of put something together that was focused on their third-party publisher partners which i think is cool. i i really didn't like how there was no narrator to this event oh yeah yeah i think that it was felt a, weird it felt they're like, in a weird spot because for their events previously it was always major nelson and major nelson quit this year retired after like 20 years of helping with xbox larry herb was his name he was like the community manager for xbox for a very long time if you google major nelson uh you'll you'll probably recognize him he was always working with like phil spencer he hosted a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that and he's been the voice for xbox for a while mm. yeah. um but i don't know i, I think that it's something like i think this i think maybe playstation is the least offensive voice in there are things where it's like, now let's yeah. take another look at our upcoming titles. And I think that's pretty good. The Nintendo one is like... I, I hate the Nintendo one. I can hear the song in my head. The tween, dun, 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 dun. It's yeah. like, oh. He's like, it's time for a pizza party with your favorite pizza crew. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, oh shit but i listen I, I was excited to see some of this stuff i think some games showed better than others uh but overall really cool the deep dive onto like a dragon infinite wealth was really cool they just focused on this like fucking like island mini game thing that is apparently sort of like animal crossing mixed with yakuza gameplay just just really bonkers shit but a lot to appreciate here nothing that really resonated too much for me individually we got our last look at yeah. alan wake before it launched at a perfect time that that was the best it was a nice trailer yep for sure there was there was things to enjoy that's for sure uh the next event that we are really excited for equally was the disney dreamlight valley showcase Oh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Oh, man, yes. I can't wait. I'm so happy um, we're talking about this. Listen, this thing was kind of cool. So they announced recently, and this Wally, is why... So that's kind of cool. Wally is cool. That's Eve, that's actually, though. Eve. But yeah, yeah. Wally's oh, already in it. Wally launched oh, really? with it. I why think would they put like, Wally the in there without Eve? 
I mean, if they put Eve in there without Wally, I would be surprised. Wally without Eve, I think, is fine. No, think, Wally has to have Eve. General populace, if you poll America on who is this robot and you show them Wally, I think 70% say Wally. And if you ask them who is this robot, I think 8% say Eve. Uh, yeah, but you need, it's like you can't have. You can't have like Peter Parker without Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. Yes, absolutely can a ton no, of but games. You don't, but you don't. Peter Parker but you don't need to. <laughs> no, that. But they did it wrong. You have to have the counterpart. You need Eve with Wally. Okay. Like you can't have Zelda without Zelda, or I guess you can't have Link without. No, Zelda. No, you like definitely can. No, you shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Um, Anyways, tell me this about a, this thing. This is a cool event, man. It was hosted by. Um, Kit and Krista from the Nintendo Minute. They're part of like the indie game scene these days. They left Nintendo after like working there for 15 years. And are they a thing? No, I think I'm pretty sure they're both. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe just see how it feels. (laughs) Don't say that. You can't just say that. I was trying to keep it. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so fucking cursed. Um, I apologize to Kit and Krista personally. But, yeah, you um, should. You should. I don't know. That's like the ultimate. I feel like everybody asked that question, though. And I, I'm pretty sure the answer is really definitively no. I'm pretty sure one or both of them are in committed relationships outside of that. But that's not what this, this is, is so about. Weird. This is about. <laughs> I don't think I'd be happy if. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think. Would I don't... What? I, I would be. Know. I don't care. I am. But it, it's just something off about it, you know? No, I don't agree. I think so. I think there's something there. Okay. I think they're smashing on the back. A man and a woman can have chemistry that's not sexual. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But, like, but, every time I've seen these two people, I'm like, oh, they're, like, married or something to each other. I get it. It's just got, I I think got it's that like vibe, you know? The fact that, like, the marketing is, like, both of their names, and they both have K names, and it's, like... Nintendo and it's always Disney and it's always kind of family friendly and cutesy. It does yeah, just it have just this makes like, you think like, oh, they're yeah, together. It does have this like kind of fam- familial vibe. Um, yeah, that's I'm fair. with you. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And there's a reason why a lot of people ask. It's not. It's not just us. All right, that's it for our Disney. Sorry, Kit and Krista. <laughs> I call it Disney Infinity. It's fucking Dreamlight Valley. What year is it, bro? This is bad. This is bad uh, content enough. that we've made. That's we a, have to cut. No, this I out. think this is great content. This is what people come here for. If they want okay. educated content, they could go listen to J- Jason Trier, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Go, go fucking listen to Easy Allies and Min Max. They'll take care of you. They're not talking about <laughs> on if Kit and Chris are fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so, um, this, this event is hot off the heels. They had a big press release uh, three days before this event, and they said, hey, here's our plans for Disney Dreamlight Valley. This game is no longer launching in free-to-play, which is super fucking interesting because for a very long time, this was pitched as a free-to-play game that was launching in early access that you could pay to get into, which is great. I'm glad that they have that option. They basically backtracked on that. and They said, for now, we're still going to launch into 1.0, which happens on December 4th or 5th, a month from now, and the game is still going to be paid. In addition to that, to get access to it, the price of admission is going up by 10 bucks if you don't hop on the $30 entry fee right now. Oh, are you joking? Yeah. No. And then wow. also, so you still have the addition. You can get a founder pack now for $29.99. That's the lowest bar for entry. Or it's still on Game Pass. I've never put a dime into this game, technically, outside of my $17.99 a month. Fucking subscription. 
You there's a subscription to this game? No, Game Pass subscription. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was about to lose it. I was like, what the <laughs> They also announced a paid DLC for it as well. So the DLC is $29.99. It is its own thing called Disney Dreamlight Valley Rift in Time. And this is a $29.99, not standalone DLC. This is a paid DLC that offers a bunch of extra content, including three new characters, Rapunzel, Eve, and the best character in all of Disney canon, Gaston, uh, as well as three new Whoa. biomes and a completely hold on, different character. Hold on, hold on. We, we gotta stop right there. We gotta stop right there. If you think Gaston is the best Disney character, you have to be a misogynist, right? No. Allie's shaking her head. Yes, she's saying yes. No, I think he's just you the coolest guy. You, he's no, just a funny think, man. You think you can't think Gaston is he's the a best car- Disney he's a character. caricature. He's a caricature yeah, he's of toxic masculinity from the caricature. past. He's funny, man. He's a funny guy. I like his okay. jokes, okay? Let it be known. Jake thinks misogyny's funny, okay? Okay, all right, Misogyny, bro. good entertainment. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Our kit and Krista. <laughs> This fucking Dreamlight Valley segment is off the hinges, bro. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. All know. right. So it's 30 bucks, and you get these characters in a new storyline. Jafar is there. There's a bunch of shit. <laughs> I don't know. There's a roadmap. <laughs> There's a roadmap. It's got stuff. Do you have a picture of the roadmap? <laughs> yeah, I brought up oh, the there roadmap. <laughs> Jack Skellington is coming. Jack Skellington is coming to the game. Mike Wazowski and Sully are coming to the game. It's being since teased was, that Daisy, Donald Slampy, Jack Skellington, a Disney character. Has he always been Disney? Disney's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was preface Disney. I thought that was like a. a it's like a cornerstone of Disney. I had no. I've never seen it. I have no idea. All right, so on December 5th is the big update, and you have two routes that you can go. You can go free, and you don't get any of the expansion pass stuff, or you can go free, and you get Jack Skellington and some other bullshit. Then you're going to have a free update that includes a new realm that's Monsters, Inc. It's Mike Wazowski and Sully. Then in spring of 2024, you get Daisy, Donald Duck's duck girlfriend, as well as an expanded story piece for the DLC. In late spring 2024, it's being alluded to the new Mulan realm, I think, and possibly Oswald the Lucky Rabbit as a playable character. Then in summer 2024 is the finale of the DLC storyline, as well as the introduction of the Princess and the Frog stuff. So a lot of Disney Dreamlight Valley content coming, and I honestly think it's for the better. This game has kind of taken off. It's extremely popular. It has filled the void that Animal Crossing left for a lot of people. I believe this game is now more popular than that on Twitch, and I don't know. I think it's a fit, man. I think Dreamlight Valley is in a good place, and I will say the budget was there, bro, for the event. Like, Disney put some money. It's Disney and Gameloft. Gameloft's no slouch when it comes to budget either. But it was a really nice thing where, like, the people that work on this game got a lot of time to shine. There were a lot of great developer interviews. I feel like if you are into a games as a service, you would have loved this event if it was for your game, if that makes sense. Pretty cool stuff. The last event that we have to talk about is very fresh. This happened just a couple days ago, and it was BlizzCon. BlizzCon 2023, the first in-person BlizzCon since 2019. And what? What are you smirking about? Can I? I'm sorry. I, I, um, 
I just want to take this opportunity to say, uh, actually, you're wrong. Uh, Animal Crossing is still more popular on Twitch than okay. uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Animal okay. Crossing, <laughs> Animal Crossing currently has 1.3k viewers. Dreamlight yeah. Valley only has 352 viewers. So wow, all right, yeah. stand corrected. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the first in-person BlizzCon since 2019. And I went to BlizzCon 2018 and 2019 and had a very fucking good time. But it was before the amount of things that have happened between 2019's BlizzCon and 2023's BlizzCon is three or four <laughs> digital BlizzCons and a whole bunch of lawsuits. Like, <laughs> a fucking nightmare. Blizzard is a much different company um, in the in the court of public perception these days, rightfully so. It seems like they don't know how to treat people. But um, nonetheless, they had some pretty exciting game announcements. Not much to report on. New expansion for Hearthstone new hero for overwatch it all looked fine and good uh a little tease and then mostly patch notes but some pretty interesting stuff diablo 4 vessel of hatred the first paid dlc expansion coming in late 2024 every time i cool. see that i think it's like a new monster energy drink yeah it does kind of have like, i like the green aesthetic though com comparative to yeah. like the red stuff that's been forced down our throats for the last six months um you, oh you don't like red it's okay the star of the show, though, um, and what people are hailing as a success for the World of Warcraft franchise for the first time in a long time, is they announced, they, they got Christopher Metzen back, who retired in like 2016 or 17 from Blizzard, has been hired back for a brand new role that's like, he's the Warcraft dad or some shit like that. Um, he's back, and he is kind of creative directing the Warcraft universe these days so what they announced this time at blizzcon was instead of just announcing a single expansion they announced three sequential expansions that make a trilogy of expansions i can't imagine world... how this could go wrong the world soul saga <laughs> and i think it's right because the thing that people have really complained about the last time i played warcraft seriously was in legion and since then it's been battle for azeroth Shadowlands and Dragonflight and those three expansions have each been their own little fucking nightmare of problems that people there's been very little continuity a lot of retconning a lot of things happening that the fans have not been pleased with and it's been bleeding subscribers for a very long time now Final Fantasy 14 really stealing a lot of its thunder people going to play Lost Ark and what's the other big MMO that people like now New World New World oh things. people still play those a little bit but World of Warcraft has been in a in a bad state, and this seems like um, the hardcore fans are really interested. So they had a cinematic trailer and a release date of next year for World of Warcraft: The War Within. They also announced World of Warcraft Midnight, which is a terrible name as the middle expansion pack, and World of Warcraft: The Last Titan as the final expansion pack. They also announced that there was going to be a smaller gap. It's been like two years per expansion for a while, and they seem to alluded to. It's going to be less time between expansions for these, which is interesting because the price doesn't seem to indicate that there's any less content. Uh, it's still 50 bucks to get that expansion if you want it. So I don't know if they're going to start milking you for 50 bucks a year instead of 50 bucks every two years, but that's sure what it seems like. But hey, if the content's there and uh, people think it's worth it, then it's worth it. But Blizzard overall, I think people... Phil Spencer was there, took the stage, said it's great to have Blizzard as oh, part that. of the family, which is exciting. Um said it's a good time to be here you should be really excited for this blizzcon and then truthfully if you aren't a fan of their existing stuff there wasn't that much like no heroes of the storm no starcraft 2 no <clears throat> excuse me 
nothing of the rumored survival game that they tweeted a picture of three years ago that they've been working on for new IP, first new IP since Overwatch would be interesting to see. And then no uh, resurgences of any of their dormant franchises. I think a lot of people have Warcraft 4 that they've wanted for 20 years. Starcraft 3 was rumored pretty heavily. No rebirth of Heroes of the Storm. They talked a little bit about Warcraft Rumble, the mobile game that launched the other day, which is actually surprisingly fun. It's very similar to the Clash Royale, I think, um, that a lot of people like. But overall, yeah. I think uh, a pretty weak BlizzCon, unless you're a hardcore Blizzard fan. Not much to write home about. But time will tell what that all looks like as Microsoft grabs the reins coming soon. So that's all I got. A weird little uh, standalone episode of Game List for you. Colin, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, anywhere, pretty much, at... Uh, Colleen underscore K-A-U-L-I-N-E underscore mostly on YouTube though just come to YouTube yeah you can find me yeah. at Jake Twitchin anywhere it's like twitching with no G but if that's too hard for you amazingstreamer.com will bring you where you need to go uh, Colin what do you tell them what people if people are listening to this and they're like oh nice I wonder what else Colin's working on tell me about like what they can expect to see from you for the next month Uh, like on YouTube uh, I'm finishing up Lies of P right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably be streaming a little bit of Control on and off because I'm hopping back into that after Alan Wake. Um, I did just finish the entirety of Alan Wake 2 on stream. Um, and then probably some Shadow Gambit. And I'm going to be posting my um, Immortals of Avium playthrough soon. Um so yeah, just lots of a variety of games and depend you know, maybe some COD, maybe. Yeah. Um very nice. I'm, I, so I'm trying I'm gonna try to trade in my PlayStation for the PS Slim oh, with the Call yeah. of Duty in it. Um if I can't, I probably will wait on Call of Duty because the, the campaign's normally what draws me and this is reportedly the worst campaign ever. So terrible. Yeah. Halfway yeah. through it. Fucking terrible. Um yeah, that sucks. It's fine. I'm having a good time with it. You don't need much to make a good Call of Duty campaign. It's fun to shoot guys. Who'd have thought? Um, for me, I'm doing a ton of stuff right now. Tonight, I am starting a Metal Gear Solid playthrough for the first time ever. And currently, we are running through Thirsty Suitors and the Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign. Um, I'm also doing a Mario Galaxy playthrough really soon. I'm going to start James Cameron's Avatar the Game, the 360 game, which should be oh, really nice. cursed and you fun. You should play the Wii version instead. That would be even more I want the graphics, the fucking fidelity, baby. Um, Mm. And then that's all in preparation for next month when the Avatar game comes out uh, in December, which is cool. Same day as Dreamlight Valley's expansion, so I'll be getting to both of those. Then in between now and then, I'll be checking out Call of Duty Zombies and multiplayer when that comes out on the 10th. That's in just five days. And then a full playthrough of Super Mario RPG, which I'm excited to talk about at length the next time we record Game List for sure. Uh, yeah. The next time that you hear from us will probably be for Game Awards related things. Obviously, Jeff Keeley, friend of the show's big uh, Game Awards is coming up soon, so they'll put out the nominees. Colin and I will do our yeah. predictions. We'll have a whole show about it. We'll go back and forth on what we think will win, what we want to win, and then we will have uh, all the results later on in the year. And of course, your boy will be reacting to it, and you will be probably in the audience. Did you see tickets go on sale on Tuesday? Yes, I did. I've got uh, multiple people trying to work on making sure we secure some tickets. I reached out to them and they never got back to me. So, um, I'll on the Keely phone. I should. Uh, technically, we have his email, but I did figured he'd get, get 
probably get pissed if we use that email. So I reached out to the Game yeah. Awards email that we've gotten other ways. If you were going to try it, try it now. Right now, in between now and Tuesday. Yeah. That'd be all right. If, if I, 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 I should be able to get tickets because... Jeff, my guy! I don't think it'll be, be that hard to get tickets. Um, I'm hoping, so... All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to jump into Spider-Man 2 spoilers. If you don't want Spider-Man 2, like, crazy amounts of spoilers, tune out now. But if you do, enjoy this. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. We're getting into some spoiler territory. This kid's got fucking 19 inches of venom. I'm sick of that joke. Uh, and I, I just want to, like, let's just talk... Let's not make it too structured here, but let's just say what we want to say about Spider-Man and not have to worry about spoilers here. So you've been warned for the final time that we are getting into a spoiler conversation about Spider-Man. We're going to do some fun stuff, too. I want to rank all the set pieces. I wrote them all down. Not rank them. I'm going to have you judge them. So we can just take our time and talk about each one of them as we go. Uh, Opening mission. So basically what I did is I wrote down all of the set pieces as I was streaming them, and then I gave them a a numerical grade, which you look on the side here. They're all numbered. So I will basically, we'll talk about the set piece. I'll ask you to grade it, and I'll tell you what my... Hmm? Share your screen with me so I can... Oh, yeah, sure. I can do that. But um, basically what I'm going to do is I'll have you grade it, and then I'll read you what I have written down here. You know what I mean? Mm, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That Because I've already... Got mine solidified forever. Cool. All right. Yeah. The okay. first thing is oh, the opening mission with Sandman. You want to change back to Spider-Man picture? Oh, good call. <laughs> um, it's, a good thing I, it's a good thing I switched things up for you, huh? Yeah. Now you can um, see and fix stuff. Opening with Sandman, mm-hmm. 8.5 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was really strong, and I'm impressed yeah. with their ability to withhold that from... It's Unfortunately, it's the biggest thing that leaked out pretty early as people started playing it, where on, like, day one, yeah. it was like, feel free to talk about fucking Sandman, because anybody that's booted up Spider-Man on day one has experienced Sandman, because they get right into it. You see Sandman yep. six minutes into this game. I think it's oh, strong. Sure. I think that yeah. opening scene is really good when they're in class together. Peter's there with his thick fucking neck, and he yep. they have that kind of, like... Uh, they got like the jam that they wrote for that song like you know the song with the drum beat they play the song that they're all singing oh, to the one that's kind of like their mixed themes kind of yeah something like that it's like called like yeah. rise or swing or some shit like that it's good yeah um, yeah it's good the vibes the vibes were immaculate and that's like a fun set piece i think that was a strong opening uh, yeah one of my favorite yeah, in the game very good yep the next was the ship prison break with lee and scorpion uh eight eight for me as well not much yeah. to say there uh after that strange portals with black cat 10 out of 10 nine 10 for me 10. i honestly so though good. thinking about it now maybe 10 out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10 Dude. i was so surprised by that that was so fucking cool the antarctica bit yep yeah are you kidding me black cat it's too good plus dr strange portals oh, i know 10. and then the little wong tease at the end where yep. you thought it was going to be strange and ends up being wong was really good and to date the most connective thread that we get that was one of the things i was critical yeah. of where i was talking about one of my like i'm disappointed in what this game did story-wise it was very contained and i found it extremely safe uh overall See, with everything i think i think that that complaint is so odd considering 
everybody's having the opposite complaint about like the MCU right now. They're like, why can't we just have standalone stories again? And then we get to Spider-Man where it's a standalone story and it's like, why can't we just have Spider-Man with other people again? There's a happy like, medium. There's a happy medium. The MCU I think has gone they fucking hit the happy medium. shit. I think they hit the happy medium with Oh, they had Easter the happy medium they had, with phase three. They had the they had the Baxter building. That's new. Um, Small. Not the connective thread. The, but the I miss is stuff. Wolverine, man. The miss is Wolverine. I don't think so. That I don't whole think so. game that I was playing. And especially for them to come out and be like, yeah, it is a shared universe and not hit that That's in true. the game that precedes Wolverine is insane. In fact, well, leading into the Black Cat mission, when we were searching for her, we found those big scratch marks. And I didn't think it was going to be her. I thought it was going to be Wolverine. Oh, and no, I can't I didn't believe that. that feels like such a miss. Maybe they hit that yeah. in the DLC and make amends. Well, that's what I was going to say. There, there's going to be a DLC, so I wouldn't be surprised. But... Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a miss. I think it's okay for them to exist separately for now. Maybe. I, I, I don't have I any don't, problems with that. I don't think it's the right call. It's the same thing. That happens to me a lot, though. Is like, I am a, I'm a fucking hype beast. I get things yeah. in my head. Like We talked about this yeah. a lot during Jedi, where I had this idea of where I wanted the story to go, and then it didn't get there, and it disappointed me because yeah, of what I built up in my head. It's, it's a constant flaw of mine, and I will hold it against every video game. I don't care. I'm perfect. Yeah. I'll hold it against um, you, too. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. but Strange Portal is really fucking good and to, to perfect effect. And oh, I love that it is so. I said this too, the uh, again on that spoiler cast that kind of funny did, which I would say is like a required viewing. It's 56 minutes long and it's fucking awesome. It's an interview with the with game's Brian director, Itahar. correct? Yeah. Um, really, really good. But they said this is like exactly what I said right as I started going through them. I go, it's Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. Is it's yeah. like I go. This is the technology that's only possible on PlayStation Five or medium spec PCs a couple of years later, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> because Ratchet and Clank ripped apart runs flawlessly. Um, but really, really cool influence there. I think it was fucking great. The next set is the Mysterium DJ set. I thought that was great, but one of my notes is literally um miles sucks at music he sucks yeah, song fucking he's, blows it's so funny though we got such a good laugh out of it it's a good lighthearted oh, thing i gave yeah. it a seven yeah i'll give it a seven uh the amusement park fight mm, uh seven and a half i thought it was good i thought the amusement park was better than the fight itself though yeah, the amusement park was super fun. Like the little, like uh, it was slow, but there was so much interactivity with the mini games and stuff that it was a really fun time. Yeah. Um, I gave that a seven. Uh, the Spider-Man Tombstone breakout with um, that was like name? eight with Harry. Agent Venom. Agent Venom. I remember you telling me that yeah. was the name that they were using. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I gave that an eight. I thought eight it was and cool. And a half. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked those moments in the game. Whenever. You would be like fighting. It happens with Alicia actually during that the end of that Black Cat mission. It happens with Agent Venom. It happens with Harry uh, a couple times, and it happens with Miles or Peter when you're playing as one another, where you'll just be doing a random fucking mission yeah. on the street, and the other one will just, just fucking show up. show up and help you out, and you'll do like a finishing move, and he'll just fucking grab, slam, and take care of business. It's fucking great. Really, yeah. really cool. The, those yeah, little great. extra pieces of flair awesome uh, I gave that an 8 MJ at the zoo I'm trying to remember oh yeah that was good that was good Six. that was like a oh see I was gonna say like 8 mm. I like great. MJ missions I know you do um, the lizard river like mission MJ. that was shown at PSX that's like a 10 too dude it's I gave really that a good five. that was my least favorite thing of the game 
It's no, I think it's great. It's so long. I think it was, get, I was, it was not long. You're wrong. It's like only like 12 minutes long. I found it to be short. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about whenever you're fighting him with his boss fight. That's, I'm thinking that I was thinking about someone else. I think that's still good though. I like when you're swinging over even, the water and stuff, it feels so fast. I, I think even good. rate that as a set piece, the lizard fight. It was like oh. its own thing. It was all phased the fuck out. Oh, really? I guess it kind of was a set piece, but it's not until Yeah, it was, a, it was a huge set piece. It was a huge yeah. set piece. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think I missed Because you go one. from fighting in the sewers to fighting, running up a building to all sorts of different yeah. things. Um, MJ versus Peter set piece. That was great. I love that. Scream. They no, did no, 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 not scream. This is when Peter is like fallen Peter. And she's, you're playing as MJ in the nighttime in the neighborhood. Uh, I'm trying to remember which order. You're like, you're like in the backyard and like. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're cunt. talking about. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was good. I liked it. It was my favorite MJ sequence. I gave it an eight. Yeah. Um, yeah Miles good. versus Lee. This is another big gripe of mine that I couldn't get into as far as like the story I thought that goes. was great too. Yeah, I, I did not like great. that. I gave it a seven, and there was a lot of that in this game. There was Why like did you the not end like of like. So here's my big gripe on that is like that they double dip on it too for the lead 2.0 fight like at the very fucking end, right before the finale, and they do it a third time in the Sandman, the culmination of the Sandman missions. I don't like the fucking big stupid. We're transported to your fucking psyche that some I do like doctor that. type of shit has transported you to. And he's actually an ogre man. Like I did not enjoy. Uh, the no, I like fucking, that. I think it's that's tropey fun. and played the fuck out. Uh, I love it. I love that. the tropes. Um, Fallen Pete versus Craven versus miles. That was great. Unbelievable. It's a nine. Wonderful. It's a yeah. fucking nine. It's really, really good. And it's just super well put together too, where like Pete and Miles like screaming at each other and actually like having oh. it out and Craven egging them Dude. on and like it's all just really Peter, well done. Peter being an absolute savage in the black suit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um Venom. Playable Venom. Fire. Man. Playing is Venom. Ten out of Fire. ten. Ten out Dude, of ten. The only it, perfect score that do... I gave. They need to do a Venom game like Miles Morales, but Venom. Do they? I don't know. I don't where know how it, they how would do it. How does it fit in? Where would they do it? I don't, yeah, I don't like know. Reality? I don't know. Maybe, but they could figure it out. Just imagine being Venom swinging around the city. Would that what not do you feel think that, so cool? Realistically, I mean, yeah, it would be very cool, but realistically, what do you think the DLC, if they do a pseudo-sequel, as I like to call them, the half-sequel, if they do a Miles Morales-sized game in between two... Yeah. And presumably three, not Wolverine, but probably before Wolverine too. What do you think we get? If it's not going to so, be Silk, right? It could be. It could be. I they don't could think that use, there's enough. They could. Well, they could there. use the deals. They could use the DLC to lead into that. Yes, um, and you'll play as her. Maybe they could. Yeah. They could do it. Um, it could be. I doubt you, since you didn't do much of the side quests. They teased Carnage at the end of the the Flame. Uh, there's so the Flame. Who's like the What's cult the leader? Oh yeah, he's okay. like the cult leader of the people that run around with flamethrowers and stuff. Um, I'm so over some of the fucking dude well, fighting Cravens. I I haven't had a chance to complain about Craven's shtick, dude. I fucking hated it. It's so stupid. His th his shit got played out so fast. His whole like, well, I'm looking for an ultimate battle because if I don't lose an honorable death, it's not fun. Like I fucking um, hated it. Anyways, uh. 
at the end of at the end of the flame, it was teased uh, that 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 dude, the cult leader, is Cletus Cassidy, who is Carnage, um, and he got a hold of the Red Symbiote um, at the end of the the quest line. So um, that could be DLC. It could be an expansion. Who knows? They could put you playing a, a Miles Morales type game, but it's, instead of Venom, you're playing as Carnage. Um, I don't know. Um, Interesting. There's a lot of places to go. Um, also, I really liked the the Craven stuff. Um, it's it's very comic driven, and I, I like it. So yeah, it is a corny motivation to me, and like also that's remained, all that's all I comic like, is though. It's corny yeah, motivation. I feel like remained at large, and I think the biggest detriment of this game, and the thing that I was kind of like getting at as far as like pacing through through the game when we were in the non spoiler discussion, is that I think the biggest disservice is that this game ends up being about two thirds craven and one-third venom and i would love sure. if it was like one-third craven two-thirds venom you know well, i think that's a similar complaint to the first game where it was two-thirds mr lee or mr negative and then one-third doc ock um yeah but... i never got i never got to the that i, I never beat spider-man one are you joking no oh my god i hate i you. played miles morales start to finish i fucking adored it perfect size game spider-man one is bloated bro that game's a fucking mess um it's an eight no i disagree the side stuff's a little bloated like the collectibles and stuff sure but the main game no i disagree the last thing that i remember doing is i was fighting i think vulture and electro at the same time oh yeah that was good that was good maybe and i did that fight and i just kind of fell off there was just a lot of like Mm. um mj venom cream or whatever oh that was good yeah, right before the end of the yeah. game. I, yeah, that was good. I, I thought like it was that. a cool hook. I wasn't expecting them to go that far with it. Yeah. She had her little gun and it can turn into a third person shooter. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Lee 2.0, the whole Miles thing. I fucking loathed. I seven. loved that. I thought that was great. Or he's going through that's and it's the, like that's it's just my a, thing is I love it's like everything Genki's about telling him game. how bad he sucks and his mom's telling him how bad he sucks and everyone's a disappointment and then he finally Yeah, that's great. I love his it. Fears and, I love that. That's Unity. comic book shit right there. I love it. Yeah. I love it all. And then the finale, where'd you give it? Um, Whole ending like thing. Like 10 out of 10. Easy. Yeah, I gave it Freaking an 8. I thought it was pretty weak. A Venom with his wings? Um, Venom with the wings was pretty sick, yeah. It was a good fight. Spreading the wings was wild. I was like, is this a thing that Venom does? Uh, you were yeah. with me. You were watching me play the finale. Um, yeah, yeah. And I know that that was tough for you to watch. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you skipped like you skipped the end credit scene too um you or you skipped like so differently than uh, me yeah you skipped the you skipped the credits with all the wonderful spider-man art and did, it's like yeah. oh my god why would you skip that it's beautiful I uh, yeah it was miserable <laughs> i'll take your word for like, it i can um, i i i just I love like watching much... your streams but i only like watching them when it's a game that i will never play because you just yeah Anytime it's a game that I play, of the thing that you yes, love, it's like everything I love. You just hate it so much, and it hurts my soul. Like, please, it's, a, it's please. better than the alternative. Everything I love, you won't even fucking touch with a ten foot pole. Well, that's true. That's true. I guess it could be worse. Uh, the problem, the problem that I had with the ending, if we're really digging into spoilers here, is the game. The game seemed like it 
it wouldn't take a stance like it wouldn't kill harry it wouldn't make norman fully heel turn like we didn't get that full reveal that i was hoping to get of him straight gobbling out i mean it's obvious what they're working towards and he goes and he visits doc ock and he's trying to get peter's identity and all that shit but i feel like well you know what they teased kind of is the um whenever you're playing at or at the end of the game Mm -hmm. um there is the scene between doc ock and norman um and the shadow on doc ock's eyes from his glasses are kind of uh spider-man eye shaped so i think they're teasing superior spider-man do you know what superior spider-man is i don't know anything about that so superior spider-man is a comic book line where doc ock replaces his consciousness with peter's pretty much so doc ock is inside peter's body and he acts as spider-man and he kind of turns not necessarily into an evil Spider-Man, but more of a um, hard justice Spider-Man. Um, so he's like, he'll go around and kill Starts killing. Nice. Yeah. Also, so both of these Spider-Men were killing a hell of people, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. They, they we were fucking, kill all sorts of people. If yeah. not, we were breaking fucking spines and shit. There are some crazy impacts in this game. This game's badass. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love how you say that after, like, a solid 20 minutes of you ragging on everything about the game. Does a lot of shit um, wrong, but I love it. It, it, it's one of it's, it, oh, I love this game too. It's great. Uh, a couple of the notes that I have, um, did you see, Oh, did you ever unlock the classic black suit? Yeah. Did you make the, it that far? Like the Sam Raimi one? No, no, no. Even further back, like the comic book accurate one, there's, it's like smooth. Um, oh, that this is the suit that I was gonna. I wanted to spoil for you. I wanted oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I told you you weren't allowed to. Um, yeah, what um, suit did you use the most for each of the characters? Oh, uh, well, I kept it with Miles's original suit, uh, like from this game. I really like it. Oh, how bad um, was Miles' final suit? It's really bad. Oh my god, it's really bad. I don't know where they they thought that was a good uh, anti venom suit, really cool. Anti-Venom suit is cool and comic accurate. Um, Well, Um, not necessarily comic accurate, but it's comic sourced at least. I was very into, at first I was really cycling around a lot of costumes, and then I got super into making Miles and Peter match, kind of. Which I thought was really cool. Um, Yeah. Your camera's all fucked up. Oh, is it really? And then... Okay. I eventually settled on... So I unlocked, like, the... 20 something 2020 miles morales or something where it just basically looks like fucking daft punk oh yeah which i loved so much oh i did see this yeah i saw this suit Um, yeah so that that's um that's like the oh yeah no i got no your audio's back now okay there's one with like the slick black which is like comic accurate and then Mm -hmm. you you got the one with like the opposing red and blue lighting and then you oh, have cool. the purplish hue one that I really love. Yep. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. So you got, got into the, the matching? I got the, yeah, I basically, I got the Daft Punk suit for Miles, and I was like, this is our fucking suit. And okay. then I put him in, like, white, so it was, like, all white Daft Punk suit 
with uh like green accents and then i was like okay, okay. we're gonna find a white suit for peter and i was just cycling through some of like the alternate white suits and then eventually found i unlocked the moon knight suit i think it's moon oh knight yeah inspired and that's kind of yeah. what i rolled with it was like daft miles and fucking uh moon man is what we called them so okay. pretty good and i listened to a lot of daft punk while i was swinging around the city doing side quests on stream that. it was a fucking vibe did you use the bodega cat suit at all? I feel like you. Yeah, uh, I got. I used it for a couple minutes when I got it. I liked that a lot. Yeah. I used that a lot during the end game of Miles Morales. Yeah, um, yeah. I love certain suits have their own like kill animations. Um, oh, like I the da- like the bodega cat one. It'll have the cat like swipe at uh, enemy's face. Cool. Um, so there will be different kill animations like that, which are really um, cool. Kill, the noir suit was really slick looking. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you when you use those suits, do you turn on like the comic book effect to drop the frame rate on them? Or yeah, it's on there automatically. Yeah, I I leave it on there for about ten minutes, and it's like okay, I'm over. I'm just gonna. I only use the suit for about ten minutes, and I just like for me, I get to a point where I'm like, as fun as it is to have. Oh, I use the fucking one where it's like it's like an Asian inspired something where oh, Spider-Man's um, wearing like a bonnet looking thing and a fucking uh, has a man bun. Yeah, the uh, I use that for uh, Peter uh, for a while. But what I realized really, well, yeah, what I realized really early on is that I don't really love when I look like a goof in the cutscenes. Like I like that in some games, but in like a story heavy game like this, like I do want it to be, I guess somewhat fucking immersive. Like it it looks goofy enough as it is. (laughs) You got a spider suit. Did you, uh, did you wear the Wolverine suit for miles? I never got it. Oh, wow. There, well, there was your Wolverine thing right there and you didn't even use it. It looked really cool, but. Um, I, I liked some, having at one point I just wanted to, like to have like some sort of cutscene when they're like I don't know why don't we ask that guy and it like pans off screen and you just hear like that's cool bub like <laughs> like come on give it to me I, I like there's a couple uh, symbiote suits for Miles so I like having them both in a symbiote suit um, it just feels like I don't think I got any of those yeah uh, see they're they're pretty far down on Miles you can also get him a suit that looks like a like a 1930s um like jazz band suit. Mm, He's got like a fedora and everything. You have to finish one of those quest lines that you were so uh, uninterested by. Um, but yeah, right. I, I, anything else for spoilers? Uh, let me check my, let's see. Uh, oh, there was no screwball in this game. If you played the DLC of the first game, it was a super annoying character that uh, made the DLC screwball. miserable. You don't, you're not missing out. Oh, they tease the chameleon. Uh, chameleon is Craven's brother. Um, he can change his face. Um, so he was probably, I think he was at the end of a, um, at the end of one of the side quests. So side you wouldn't know. Chain, yeah. Um, but they teased uh, the chameleon, which is big and very cool. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think that's all I got. I literally have the game pulled up right here and I'm just kind of looking through the suits right now. Good shit, man. Good video game. It's so good. It's so good. They got a lot of problems with. All right. That's it. That's it for spoilers. Thanks for, thanks for listening longer. You stuck through. Thanks for listening.